All right, this is your host, uh, Louis the Menace, and you're listening to the LJME Tuesday Night Podcast. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> uh, wh- whatever you're on, bro, I'll take 10. <laughs> oh, man, you can't have what Actually, I'm on. It's yeah. called joy. I th- Everlasting joy. I Given it to w- me by the good <laughs> Lord, sweet baby Jesus. I thought it was ADHD. I was just like, oh, wait, I oh, yeah, I have I'm over too. here thinking like, you're all coked out or something, but nah, you just got ADHD. I have mad ADHD. You really do. <laughs> and that was also given to me by the Lord. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I you think I was meant for it. L- Honestly, when you think a, LJ, you think ADHD. Yeah, it's a big part of you. I think it's part of your identity. So there's no reason to disregard your ADHD. Like just right. ce- just celebrate it. Just live up to it. Make a podcast out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're doing that right. That's what it is. It's a podcast about. It's LJ's ADHD on steroids for an hour and 20 minutes of your day. And not bad. You're welcome. Ah, fuck. What the fuck? Ah, we're in the middle of a podcast, bro. Ah, fuck. Here we go. Well, see, that's what we get for having a podcast outdoors. It's uh, it's our very first uh, podcast outdoors. Yeah. Outdoors in the middle of the smoke. It's, uh, right, in the middle of the fucking... I don't know what this is. Polluted ass air that we have, thanks to a fucking cracker <laughs> that smoked the joint and just flicked it <laughs> at the dry ass grass that we have in California. There you because go. it hasn't rained in two months. Most of the time it starts like that, but this time it was actually started by quite a few lightning strikes. I think oh we yeah, had like yeah, seventy five yeah. or something like that. You know how crazy is it that we now have to wear a mask for two reasons. <laughs> COVID and the smoke. COVID and the smoke. So if you don't want lung cancer or if you don't want to die, wear a mask. Yeah. See, I, I have I have a coworker and this dude smokes cigarettes. Yeah. So he's used to it. And I'm he's just been like breathing this air since he was little. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he, I remember I forgot what he said. And I was just like, man, that that means you were smoking cigarettes. And when you were like 13 or 14, he was like, yeah, that's the first time I had a cigarette. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. He's been smoking for a long time. and He looks old. Yeah, bro. That th- I have a friend who is a, a coworker of mine as well. He's like 20, 26. I could have sworn he was like 40. Really? <laughs> like, I, I really could have sworn he was 40. Does he smoke like a box a day or uh, something? Dude, every break. He gets a 15-minute break. He goes outside to smoke. He gets an hour of lunch. He goes outside to smoke. The whole lunch, he's just out there smoking. He gets another 15-minute break. He goes outside to smoke. He gets off of work. Starts lighting up as soon as he walks out the door. It's like fucking like Jesus Christ, my Savior, be <laughs> with him. You know, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's incredible to think that someone can be so addicted to something that's literally killing you, and you know it. You know what I mean? Yes. But like me, addicted to porn. That's totally fine. It'll kill me down the road. It'll kill my relationship. Maybe ruin my marriage, but you, not right now. Your dick will fall off. My dick might fall off. I might never be able to get hard again. But hey, at least I can run a mile. That's right. Right. Well, here's the here's one thing. So when I was younger, uh, with the group of friends that I had, we yeah. ditched church. We were like, I think McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we like to smoke weed, um, on our breaks. Or when we were not at church. Yeah, fucking plastered. Obviously, we we didn't have, <laughs> we ran out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't have any money to buy more. And this was when weed wasn't legal, so it's it wasn't the easiest thing to find. Right. You can so just sleep with a guy and he'll give you a fucking <laughs> shit ton of weed. Well, not you sleep with a guy, but you know. Yeah. You get your friend to 
go suck a dick. I didn't it. have the plug. I just didn't have. Uh, there's. I had have no means. Yeah, of, yeah. I have no means of, of getting weed just like that. Right, so, right, right. Uh, one of my one of the friends that was in our little group, right. this dude for some reason found a whole cigarette, and I'm like, I don't know where he found it. <laughs> and this dude lit it up and tried it, and he was like, "Y'all want to try it?" And I tried it, and I was just like, "Oof!" I got super lightheaded, right. and I realized why it's so addicting. So for some reason, it puts you in a super mellow mood. You're just like, <sighs> and it like calms you down like crazy. It's such a weird sensation to explain. Right. But the more you consume, the shorter that sensation lasts. So you have to oh, <sighs> all the time, constantly. So when you get used to calming down with a smoke, it, it it's just really difficult to let that go. If that Damn. Makes sense. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, in the f- uh, show Friends, mm-hmm. you know when Chandler, <laughs> yeah. when he lights up a cigarette, like after like months of not doing yeah, it, yeah, he's just like he's just like <sighs> he like gets a fucking <laughs> orgasm from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the face that you made right now, the orgasm face matches Chandler's orgasm face. Uh, so that's just what like. you feel initially, but obviously with any type of drug, the more you consume, the less you feel it. So you need more and more constant. Yeah. So that's why that I think that's why cigarettes are so um so addicting. That's Not to mention yeah. that that sensation is amplified by like tenfold mm. when you're drinking. So that's why there's a lot of people uh, that yeah, when they're like dr- when they, they drink they love to smoke as well cuz I did that again and I tried that and I was like now I see why people smoke when they're drinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if I'm, so what you're saying is, kids, if you're ever gonna smoke, make sure you drink a little bit first. <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you learn anything from this podcast, is to get drunk before you get high. All right. Well, not get high. Wait, I mean before you smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll be like, oh my god. If you if. <laughs> 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 that's funny because that's a that's a friend's reference too. Yep. Yes. It um. Is. Yeah, what was I gonna say? No, if you if you get high and then you get drunk, you just crossfaded. Yeah, that sensation is a lot different. And I've, you're just I've done that. Gone, right? Yeah, I've done that plenty of times, and it's over. The boy, night's over. Boy, was I messed up. Yeah, yeah, you're just fucked. I was fucked. Completely, just a pile of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I was a mess over here trying to holler at people that were probably looking at me like, "Step away, weirdo." <laughs> like, what, uh, what kind of dance I, move was that? I will call the police on you. Not not you to that extent. That level of creepy. No, 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 no. I wasn't creepy like that. It was just more like, uh, dude, what are you doing? Have you ever tried to get at a girl, and then realized how creepy your approach was, and you were like, "Fuck, I should have gone a different way." No, no, no. So not even t- when you were like really young, like middle school. Yes. So I like was looking back to it. Obviously, yeah. not in the moment, you didn't think it was creepy. One but looking back. Yeah. Like, one oh, thing. Shit. One thing that I know about myself is that I've been extremely shy. And I'm, I've been extremely aware of how other people feel with mm. what I do or say to them. Okay. okay. So, in other words. Not I, me. Exactly. <laughs> in other words, for myself, I was always worried that I was going to scare a girl off by revealing my true feelings or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I never, even even while being, like, intoxicated, I never directly went to, like, a girl and was like, hey, baby, what's your, you know, I, I never yeah, tried to be yeah, smooth yeah. like that. The The most embarrassing thing I did, to be honest uh pull your I dick out and just no, 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 no. it wasn't like that. you want to suck on these <laughs> Sorry, no i've never i've never been that aggressive ever no. <laughs> i think I, I don't think i would ever feel like i'm very outgoing but i don't think i'd ever feel comfortable just pulling my dick out and be like like on some jeffrey epstein shit 
I think you just creep people out unless you're famous. You can't do that unless you're famous. I mean, was that president with Bill Bill Clinton? Nah. Bill Clinton? Was, was he the one that pulled his dick out and got his dick sucked in the in the White House? I don't know if he just whipped. I doubt he just whipped it out like that because that'd be all over the press. Yeah. <laughs> but he definitely was a horny individual in the White House. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> if you're going to be a horny individual, the best job to do it is to be the president. Well, yeah, I guess so. Because what the fuck are they going to do? You know what I mean? Well, They're fucked the president. He went through plenty of scandals. It's presidential dick. You take it, all right? <laughs> If uh, well, not Trump, but because that that's old dick. Here's the thing: you, if you're if you're a president, the scrutiny and just the spotlight is so massive. Yeah, like the the spotlight of the world is on you. So you're you, bigger than a, any celebrity, pretty much. It's the most powerful position in the world. Yeah, the one of the most president powerful of the United the States yeah. is like next to fucking Kim Young, but that's just because he's isolated. <laughs> well, not even that; it's bigger than that. Well, yeah, of course. Because we know him as like a piece of shit, right, from North Korea. Yeah, the but world if you knows look us. At, if you look at any president from America, it's like every the whole world knows about it. You know what I mean? His power. Like they talk about our elections in Australia. Right, right, <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's a worldwide event. You know, you know what presidency. I fucking hate, man. I'm gonna start it off with the. You know what I fucking hate? I hate when, um, like British people, or fucking. Arabic people or Australian people or any of those like really nice accented places, right? They start hating on America like if they live here. Like, oh, you Americans, you want everything done so fast. It's like, what the fuck? You want it done slow? You want to wait three hours for your food? You know what I mean? I see what you mean, yeah. Like, what what do you drive like 15 miles per hour in Australia or something? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you Americans, always speeding places. It's like, well, we're making millions of dollars in America, okay? We're the <laughs> we're the biggest economy in the world. How the fuck do you want us to manage it slowly? <laughs> you well, know? we've honestly we've been magi- managing ourselves pretty terribly lately. Well, yeah, that that is true. But I just hate how they hate on us, man. It's like we're the greatest. You know what I hate? I hate when people that are in uh, positions of uh, how to explain this. Uh, People that are news anchors, right, right, that aren't from here, talk about problems that only exist in America, and they talk about them like. Wait, you gotta elaborate on that because I don't. Okay, really know so talking I'm about. talking about people like. Uh, one person that comes to mind is uh, what's his name? No, Noah something. I barely watch this dude, and every time I listen to him, he annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, Damn. You know what annoys the shit out of me? Also, Don Lemon. Have you heard of Don Lemon? No, but he sounds like a douche. He's a he's a CNN news anchor, ah, but he's like that. the guy was is uh, he wasn't born here, he's uh, a millionaire, and he's talking about issues that's like, dude, I don't think you actually understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I f- I feel like people that have been through some rough shit are the ones that should sympathize and talk for the streets when they go through problems. You know right, what I mean? Right. Right. Because it's like I, I'd rather hear authentic voices, and that's why I love rap. Cause, you know, and comedy ra- too. And comedy, because you hear the authenticity. It's like, uh, you know what? The, that's that's the issue real that story. I saw in Oak Park when I used to go there. You know what I mean? Or because that's the real story. Because it, it's through the eyes of someone who's in the middle of the fucking field. You yeah, know what and, I mean? And in all honesty, who doesn't appreciate authenticity? Right. Like, it's like I don't want to hear fake. It's shit. It's like those people that make stuff. a. It was funny. I was watching this YouTube video about this um, 
he was a marine sniper. Mm-hmm. He was a reaper or something like that. Like those like hardcore snipers. And he was watching like 10 sniper uh, movie clips and judging them and stuff. Oh, I and think I've seen and that. And like yeah, yeah, he yeah. like on the first one, it's like a, like a super far away shot with like, you know, like and he's like, bullshit. No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it was so refreshing to see that because like in the movie, you're like, oh, this guy's so cool. But then when this Marine is like, you know what, I've I've gone through years and years of training and I can't pull that off. There's no way that this guy could have mm-hmm. done that. You know, that's that's fake. And he starts explaining it's like. The way the wind, you know, like, you know. Wind is everything in sniping. Right, right. He's like, the way the wind was going and the way the angle is, there's no way he could have pulled off that shot. And I was like, this is nice, you know. Yeah. The real thing. Yeah. That's why That's why rap is so, rap is such a growing market, you know. And there's like there's like rappers everywhere now. And every every rapper is different in a way. And people think, oh, you just talk about pussy and drugs. But when rappers start talking about their story, that's why I really love T Grizzly. Okay, I gotta listen to them. Oh, you gotta listen to T Grizzly. Meek Mill is another one, but he's a little more mainstream nowadays. Right. Uh, Meek Mill's old stuff is really good, but T Grizzly, man, like he's always talking about like his story. He's talking about how he came up. Um, he's a he's a really good rapper, storyteller, I, storyteller. I've, I've always appreciated like intelligent rap. Right, T Grizzly, or, or good. even like grimy stuff, like for example here in Sacramento. Like uh, I, I like Mozzie a lot. Mozzie. Um, another person that I like a lot is Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he's got a lot of smart well, stuff. He, he he has knowledge in his rap. He's so wise, you know. And it's because like, I bet that guy was like the type of person to not really get good grades in like biology and shit, but was always reading. You know what I mean? Like that guy. Uh, yeah. That's, like the guy that's that wasn't a straight A student. Did. But he was like a book guy, like a real book, not mm-hmm. history books. And, well, maybe he, like history, but he was like, you know, reading his shit. Right. Like learning new words. He was a thesaurus type of guy, you there know, you like go. like like learning new rhymes and shit. Yeah. yeah. I like to think that that's how he kind of like well, he, he was definitely a book reader. Yeah. That's that's what you can thing tell. For sure. You can tell just by his music. That's one thing for sure. There's another artist that uh, was kind of coming up with him that I started listening to a little more. His name is Jay Stone. He's got some good music. I like it a lot. Okay. And ha- it, some of his music has this really old school, like, L- it has a very authentic nice. L.A. sound to it, you know. So nice. I appreciate that. I'm like, every time I go down to SoCal or something, I'm always bumping their type of music. So I'm like, yeah, this is the place to bump. Well, you got You got to blend in with the locals, right? That's I right. mean, you don't want to look like a like a tourist either and just like only do that. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you're a fucking imposer, you know. <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it's the vibes, you know? Like, L.A. has a certain vibe that you're just like, this, Old this school is rap. LA. This is L.A. No, just, like, in general, I mean, like, uh, West Coast sounds, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, like the games music, uh, I like listening to that. It's yeah. a very L.A. feel to it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's something that is, like, super underrated. Listening to music that belongs in the place. Mm-hmm. In the or setting, that comes from that place. That comes from that place. It's, like, you really get a feel for it because... You start listening to the the music, and especially if it has a story behind it, and you're living, well, you're going through the place where the story was kind of created, Dude, you know? Definitely. And you're just like, ah, shit, I, I guess I know what he's talking about, you know? For sure. In a way, you can relate to these people, There's which is super which is super different from news, right? Because yeah. you can't relate to these people. They're like these fucking like peppered up assholes. <laughs> like, and you don't even know them. They might be nice people, but the way that they're like, oh, their makeup and shit. And like the way that they talk is like, 
today on uh, Fox 40 News, uh, another white man shot up a fucking school. <laughs> Something like that, you know? Fucking, fucking crazy people, I swear. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, so I was listening to the Bill Burr podcast, mm-hmm. right? I fucking love that guy. <laughs> um, he's the reason I started my podcast, because yeah. if he can do a podcast uh, that's based on absolutely nothing, and I can do a podcast that's based on absolutely nothing... <laughs> Um, and I just real uh, I just found out that he has ADHD. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's like he was talking about how like he can't uh, he can't stay focused on something for more than a couple minutes, uh-huh. and it really shows in his podcast because he's always going on tangents, yeah. just like me. <laughs> right. So he's like th- like the world has to be fucking ending for me to focus on something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For me to dedicate more than twenty minutes to something, that has to be fucking catastrophe going on. <laughs> So he was like, um, he, there was this guy that ma- emailed him, right? And he was like, is this racist? Um, I play this game called Black, um, wait, Black Beaner or fucking Cracker. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right. So I was like, what the fuck? That sounds very racist. Yeah. yeah. So this is Mexican guy, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, quote unquote, he could say Beaner or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this Mexican guy, he uh, he likes to watch sports, but his wife always changes the channel to like the news, right? And so he thinks the news are super boring. So what he does is he looks away and he starts doing something else, and then just by listening to whatever the story is, he'll say black, beaner, or fucking cracker. So you know he's trying I mean? to identify who speak the color of the person. Right, right, speaking. right. So he's like, so I already know like if the story is. There was a drive-by, you know, he, he shouts from the bathroom. He's like, black, <laughs> you know, or like if there was a, a fuck, like if someone got stabbed in the streets, it's like, beaner, <laughs> you know, because he was joking, like they can't afford guns. They just get like a knife and stab people. And then if like, if someone like shit outside or like, you know, shot up a school, it's like, fucking cracker you know yeah or like a meth head and then you know it's a cracker that's definitely uh it's very racist but that's like one way to look at news it's very stereotypical but yeah you're definitely right it's like uh that (laughs) it's just so it's so it's so wrong but i feel like a lot of people do think certain shit like that you know well i mean he's kind of bringing to life the um the stereotypes right so he's like Oh, it's fucking quiet now. Great. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Ah, it's qui- finally quiet. All right, there That's we right. go. Um, like, he's really bringing to life the stereotypes of, like, you know, when you hear a story, you can kind of imagine who the story is about. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, I don't know, someone beating their wife. You kind of make some assumptions and stuff, you know? He's like, wife beater. Like this wife beater guy, probably wearing a tank top, you know, a little bit of a drunk, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, you've been drinking. Yeah, so like stuff like that, you know, like anger issues, you know, probably some childhood trauma, you know. So you start making assumptions and this guy makes a game out of it, which is super fucked up, but that's what he does. Honestly, do do you watch the news? I don't. I I try to stay away from that. There's a lot of negativity, man. Yeah, I tried watching the news, and it just, like, it made me feel like I didn't want to go outside. Like, I didn't feel safe. You know, I was, like, always looking over the shoulder. Because, like, in the news, like, 
right next door someone got stabbed you know yeah because it's the like when you listen to the local news when you watch the local news it's like a whole bunch of shit happens in sacramento oh yeah every day yeah you know and you're just like holy shit i'm not safe yeah you know but why would you want to live your life that way in you know? fear yeah right you can go to the beach thinking oh i'm gonna get a nice tan and i'm gonna you know have a nice day with my buddies or you can go to the beach thinking somewhere out there there's a great white shark hungry you know how th- how do you want to live your life you know there's that's two ways to do it that's true i think there with varying degrees everyone should live cautiously you know but yeah. at the same time it's like live your life it's right you could be at your house and an airplane falls out of the sky and you're gone right i mean you can you can literally if you hit your head wrong you can you can be like fucking paralyzed for life vegetable you you can become a vegetable by literally just falling in the shower there's people that have you know I mean, this is not research-based, but there's people that have, um, you know, fucking fallen and just fucking ended it. That's right. You know? And you're afraid that you're going to get stabbed or shot. And it's like, it's a lot of ways you can go, man. You know? In a blink of an eye, you just got to live your life like that's not going to happen to you. You know? Cautiously, but don't let that fear control the way that you act. You know? Don't don't be shaking. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> don't be like, uh-huh. <laughs> Something's gonna happen to me. Gotta stay right. indoors. Gotta stay indoors. Um, actually, my aunt. Uh, wait. My mom's aunt, right? She uh, she's very like that. Like she won't let she won't go out at all, and if she does, like she only goes out for like essential stuff. She's been quarantining for forty years, p- pretty much. What I'm saying. <laughs> forty years. That's a long time. Well, it's because her mom was like that too. So, like, ever since she was little, it's like she's probably like sixty something right now. She's been quarantining herself for her whole life, you know, just like afraid to go out, like super, super antisocial, you know. And then, like my my cousins, which are her her granddaughters, they're the same way. Like, they don't like to talk to people. They're scared of the street. Like, they're scared of the fucking street. They won't go on it. Like, they'll stay on the like on the porch. They won't go any further. It's like, it's a sad life, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, <coughs> they have a reason, obviously, because the world is super fucked up right now. But I would rather live on the edge. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's always a thrill about risk, you know? Right. The closer you push the risk factor and the, you know, oh, nothing happens. See? That's why we like the ultra thin condoms, man. <laughs> It's the thrill of knowing that that is like, like if you had a 50-50 chance with a condom, now it's like a 30-70, and with the ultra thin is like a 10-90, like that shit can rip <laughs> in any in any second. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we just love the risk. We're just like, fuck yeah, I'm a, I could end my life, <laughs> you know, my goals. I, but sorry, how that d- that's the thing. I don't think anybody would use those if it was a thirty seventy. Do you think it's safer? I don't think it's. I don't think it's any safer than uh, than the regular ones, right? They, I'm they pretty sure be. it's roughly the same. Nah, bro, they can't be because they're ultra thin. Like they're like, they're like five times thinner than the than a regular condom or something. I have. I ah, let's uh, look this up. <laughs> Where's my phone? Uh, shit. I really don't know if it's even about the thrill. It's just people are looking for more closeness, if that makes sense. Yeah, that that's true. Because if some shit rips on you, it just fucking rips on you. It does. 
It does, man. And, and, and there's no going back. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is different ways to go back about it. But um, hey, pro-choice, man. So. Pro-choice. Pro-choice. That's honestly yeah, that's. I don't think guys have. And this is like I don't think you're allowed truth. to have an opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. It, it <laughs> like I joke I about a lot of things, but when it comes to that, I feel like there's no joke to be made about it. You know. No. It's like, like um, even I, if I you can't, as a male, I'm not gonna live with the consequences, whether emotionally or physically, of making those types of decisions, and therefore, I don't think I have a say in what a female I, chooses I think to you, do. Right, right. Like I think, like, um, the sh- the choice is theirs to make, because it's their fucking body, you know. Yeah. And the the argument could be made. Well, like, oh, half of it is mine. Well, no, you fucking idiot. Well, okay, so 30 now, now 30 you're talking about something personal, and that's a little different. Well, so, no, for example, like I'm if I'm talking about, like, myself, and I ac- had an accident with a girl or something, yeah. I do feel like I'm entitled to some opinion. Well, not yeah, a lot, but, but the final opinion, choice is not yours. But to make, if, when, I'm talking like about, when I'm talking about, uh, like, policy, yeah, public policy laws that are enforced, I feel like that's where it's like, okay, you know what, I, I, I shouldn't have an opinion. I can't decide for people that are out there if that makes right. sense i can only you know have input in my situation only and everybody else it's like it's peculiar you know it's different it's everybody has different situations different problems different whatever and that's where it's like uh, I can't, right i can't step in that right but like what i'm trying to say like when, when guys say like oh it's half mine i did half the work it's like no you fucking didn't you did six pumps my guy <laughs> you did six pumps you busted you prematurely busted <coughs> fucking blasted through an ultra thin condom because it wasn't a 50-50 chance like you thought it was. And now she has to go through nine months of fucking back pain, muscle spasms, bigger toes, none of her clothes fit her, getting judged by society, and then have a fucking baby up her vagina for like hours. And you think yeah. that's your choice to make? No, that's not your choice to not. make, man. You know? It, you know what's crazy? My grandfather, and this was like when I was in Mexico. Obviously, culture is different and they view things very dif- differently. Yeah. But it was very interesting. I was I was kind of young, but my grandfather told my grandma they were having an argument. And he was like, I gave birth to my kids just as much as you did. Ooh. And my grandma was just like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Like, you're, She was basically trying to say, you enjoyed you know shooting your kids out and i didn't i was in pain crying you know all that stuff right so it's definitely interesting if a male has that type of perspective ah dude having kids is so easy for a guy right now look at think about this in the spam in the span of one day 24 hours you can technically get more than 50 girls pregnant if you just like put them all in a line and just fucking bang them out you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you're not going to do that. Yeah. But if you were like some, some, uh, what's his name? The super, uh, the guy from, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Jordan Belfort. What's, no, the other, the, the guy that played him. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. If you were like some Leonardo DiCaprio guy, you could get 50 girls in the line and get all of them pregnant. That's how easy it is for you. You know what I, I mean? I don't think a guy can. You don't think they can? No, they could probably go like 10, but after that, I don't think so. You have 24 hours. Think about it. Every 20 minutes, you regenerate, man. Maybe. But I don't. Give me a calculator. Hold on. Let's I want I want to see, like, uh, probably a muscle dude that's got incredible. Uh, probably an athlete could probably get close, but. Oh, that's not that hard. Huh? 
I guess. Think about it, bro. If you dedicate the day, like you get well hydrated, you know, you have snacks along the way. You're have fucking you busted enough more. 50 times in one day? I, I, I've never busted more than like four. That's what I mean. That's the thing, though, man. But you got to be dedicated. Where's your sense of fucking pride? You know, have some. Have some <laughs> I, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think I don't think you can line up 50 people, but I do get what you mean. <laughs> I will say this, though. I do. I do know what you mean, but I will say this. I do feel like the reason why our our um, situation isn't as tough, yeah, is so that tech in technical terms we're supposed to be a helpful partner to the other person, you know. Right, we're so there for even, moral support. Even That's though they're going through all this crazy stuff, if we were going through all this crazy stuff, we'd kill each other. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But guys wouldn't last. We're th- that's why it's necessary for you know for us to be able to support and and um, what's it called um, uh, support and and um, oh my I'm a little bitch, man. I can't even rip a bandaid <laughs> off. Like I can't even imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's why we can't have an opinion on it's, it. It's 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 a good. It's meant for teamwork. You know what I mean? But right. there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shitty dudes out there that uh, you know, when shit hits the fan, it's what are you gonna do right you know and, so, okay, and some people don't like being part of the situation look at this in um in 24 hours right that's 1440 minutes 1440 minutes if you divide that by 30 that gives you 48 right so if you bang a girl every 30 minutes for 24 hours you could get to 48 now if you tough it out you could get that extra two. I still, I'm willing to bet that there's no person on earth that can get there. You would be drained, dude. You you would have no more balls. I don't, I don't think you would That's ever what be I mean. able to I come. I think after ten, it's game over. Dude, after ten, you'd be shriveled. That's what I mean. <laughs> there's no and way. And you're you definitely could gonna go get some like type of disease. Like there, by the time you get to like thirteen, one of those has to give you crabs or something. Well, have you heard of like? Uh, if there's fifty women willing. <laughs> <laughs> There, there are though. Like, yeah. uh, there's a, I forgot, um, what male porn star was talking about how many women he slept with, and he was like, it's like ten thousand women or something like that. Jesus, if you had to guess. Um, there's some people some that Wilt, have banged Wilt thousands Chan- of s- thousands of women, or you some know, Wilt Chamberlain, or or, or porn star women that have b- you know had sex with thousands of men. Well, it's definitely possible. It's just the thing is, there's risks. I don't know if you, you know heard, I mean? but Wilt Chamberlain said. He has like a specific number of women. It's like super high. Yeah, it's like like a couple thousand or something. It's like f- it's like fourteen thousand women. Some some crazy number like mm-hmm. that. And they did the math. And when he said it, the day he said it, he would have had to like since he was like fourteen. He said that he lost it when he was like thirteen or something. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, he had banged like all these women, right? And this guy would have had to have slept with a woman, with two women at least, every day of his life. And there's days where he should have done like at least 10 or 15 just to catch up with those numbers. Because obviously he has game days that he can't do it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like this guy had, if the number is true, this guy was banging like, like close to like 15 women a, a week. That's crazy. That's a lot. I remember lot. Uh, they t- asked uh, Blueface yeah, how yeah. many how many women he'd slept with in the past month, and he was like, "Oh shit, probably like a thousand. And Damn. Like, oh shit. 
A thousand. Ah, dude, that's but, that's why that's why you gotta be dead inside, he, man. Here's like, here's the thing. He was saying that there's like he's doing um like what's it called? Damn your orgies, basically, because it's like four sums and five sums and six sums, you know? Yeah. So it's like a bunch of people at the same time. So I mean, that's yeah. that that's that Dan um Dan Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian, bro. Yeah. He he posts like when he posts his his house parties and stuff. There's like. There's like 30 women to a one man, like the ratio. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Sometimes it's like 50 to 60 women to one guy, you know? And you know damn well that this guy takes like 90% of those. Take them home? Takes, take, leaves, keeps them there. Keeps yeah. them at his mansion. Definitely. You know? This guy's a new playboy, honestly. Oh, and he's proud to like show that off. Oh, yeah, he is. With yeah. his Ignite brand and all that, his no uh, CBD. Although I heard his Ignite brand was going down. It is. That's what I've heard. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. He made all his money in poker. He did. Yeah. Damn. And well, is that is that a good life though? Like honestly, like well, would I you want to be like blue face and sleep with a thousand women no. in in a month? Like no. Um, but here's the thing. I can barely thing. keep up with one girl. I feel like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel I'd be, like I'd be tired as fuck trying to take a nap after one. You know what I mean? I just I just think that. I don't want to be famous. I don't like that lifestyle. Yeah. I don't like my life in the spotlight. I'm a pretty private person. Right. I don't even like when Google is in front of my house taking pictures at my house. I've never seen that. And honestly, uh, I don't like it. It's just like, what are you doing? Stop. Leave me alone. This. Do you have no right to take pictures creepy. here? Right. Like who? who you're not. You, who are you? Right. <laughs> like, if you're someone was outside your house taking pictures, wouldn't you be like, who the? Get the hell out. That's creepy, too. But and just because it says Google, we're like, it's oh, in it's the Google cart. And I'm like, look, oh, you can Google, fuck off. Google. Say hi. Yeah, I don't like nah, Google taking pictures of my house. All right. this w- If I ever see a Google car. Throw rocks at it. No. um, I have a better idea. What? I, I'm going to put my pants down and just press my butt cheeks up against the window. And... um. Dude, they're never going to see it. They take so many millions of pictures. They'll probably see it. Supposedly, if you go on, like, Google, you can find, like, uh, satellite capturing, like, murders or capturing shit like that. And it, yeah. it's on there. Right. Well, maybe I can do, like, my butt cheeks far away from the window. <laughs> There's something that's barely noticeable. Yeah. But if you zoom in enough, I'll, I can tell all my friends, look, that's my butt. You know, like, <laughs> something like that. Ah shit! Where is this? What what are, what have we come to, man? What are, nah, I'm just playing. This <laughs> is fucking fun. I don't give a shit. I'm not even gonna act like I have, like I feel bad about talking about my butt cheeks on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Very nice butt cheeks, by the way. But yeah, that's one thing that I can't. I can I'm just not a spotlight type of person. I, I, a, I prefer my privacy. I'm a butt cheeks on Google Maps type of guy. I could see that. You know? Yeah. Like. I feel like that's the level of spotlight that I want. Spotlight <laughs> that I want. That's it. Like, I don't want to be a celebrity or anything. I just want to be able to, like, Google my address and look at my butt cheeks for 20 minutes in class. The most popular I'll do is, like, a Z-list celebrity. A Z-list? It's like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, he has 200,000 followers, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's it. I'm, I'm cool with that. That's not bad. I don't want more than that. Yeah, because uh, 200,000 is a lot of followers, too. It's a lot of people. I think like maybe if I had like maybe like probably twenty something twenty something k followers, that's where I'm like I'm deleting my shit. <laughs> 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 like honestly, I'm I'm like so close to deleting Instagram, 
but it's like the only thing that's stopping me is the possibility of so much pussy that's out there that I can never have. <laughs> what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you're talking about all the porn that's on Instagram? Yeah, like you all can't the say no fucking to it. yeah, <laughs> all the ass that I that I enjoy looking at, and um, honestly, like that's the only reason I haven't deleted it. I can look at Bleacher Report some other time. <laughs> I can Google um, ESPN.com get all my highlights in. Yeah. Nah, but I stopped following. Um, I had to stop because it was fucking eating me up. Like watching, cause you just you go to Instagram if you follow enough um Instagram models or whatever the fuck they're called influencers. Mm. I sent you a video about influencers, or did you send me? A video? I sent you. A you video sent me a video about influencers. That was yeah. really nice. I'm gonna post it on uh on the LJ Me Tuesday Night Podcast. Yeah, page. Do it, bro. Uh, but yeah, so like. You you start following enough of these influencers and you start, you know, you start just thinking, you know, like, what if my body looked like this guy's? It's natural. Know? Like, literally, the platform is set up for you to compare yourself and approve these types of situations or right. people or images. Because what's a like button? It's you physically Approved. putting a click and approving. That's okay. That this is okay. Yeah, and this, that this is, is actually like exactly. It's crazy because if you look at like, um, and especially with girls, girls Instagrams, it's like you just like look at their page, and like the next, the like last twelve posts or whatever, click the one with the with the most skin showing, it'll have like a hundred thousand likes, and then you click one with the family at and at Thanksgiving, right, and it'll have like five thousand likes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like for some reason these people don't get noticed. When it's a it's a it's a barbecue, but when they go to the beach and they and they post a picture with like sand on their ass, you know, and the sunset in the background, they're like, oh, that's a beautiful sunset. No, you're just looking at the ass, you know. Yeah, and you like it. You, you like, like it. Wow, that looks great. And honestly, it's because this is the thing, and I don't even think I hate that the body is over sexualized because the human body is a very beautiful thing. Honestly, obviously, if if you're fatty, it's not. But uh, some people it is. Yeah, there's people so. that like BBWs. Oh, BBWs is different because you're like you're like curvy thick. But if you're like, if you look, no, there's some people that like BB like the actual like, like the BBWs, actual like like, like the ones that'll that break your dick off. Type of the BB- more where it's like where did it go? It disappeared. You know B- what I mean? Like the man disappeared. Yeah, or like. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many roles here. It's like you can't, the you the you can't differentiate between a Some role. Some people and a like titty. the Michelin Man looking. Uh, yeah, woman. yeah, yeah, and I mean that's that that's one thing about they porn. look like a fat baby. One thing about porn is that it actually has something for everybody out there, for the people that enjoy violence and sex, and for people that enjoy like intimacy, weird shit. Like oh, weird feet, shit. You know what I mean? Hey, what's wrong with liking feet? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. I like, like feet. <laughs> sure. I like my toes, all right? I suck on them sometimes. Nah, I'm just like, that's fucking weird. Your own? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's no. pretty weird. What? That I you suck probab- my toes? You probably have like a... Uh, Athlete's foot? No. More like um, a needy complex. Oh, yeah. You you have to feel comfort, so you suck on your own toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was, this, there was this, um, this show I was watching where this guy tried to suck his own... Uh, peanut. Mm. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man, that's like, is it gay? 
to suck your own self? I don't know, man. Because you are sucking but dick. I remember. But uh, you're pleasuring yourself. There so was it's like rubbing one out. Yeah, there was a comedian. Uh, I don't know if, uh, p- people that watch porn. That's if a good you don't question. know, if you don't know Ron Jeremy, do you know who Ron Jeremy is? I have no idea. Ah, this guy. You're you're a modern age porn watcher. That's the thing. I but I just anyways, watch, I just watch lesbian stuff. Yeah, there's this comedian talking about this one guy no named dicks. Ron Jeremy. So Ron Jeremy it was notorious for just being a hairy short dude. Right. It's like, who the hell would want to fuck this guy? Yeah. But apparently he had a giant dick. Okay. So, and he, like, he's a porn legend. Like Nothing like me, dude. I can't grow hair and I have a <laughs> small-ass penis. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. He's, uh, he's, he, he's, he's a porn legend, right? And uh, the comedian was like, you guys see this guy, Ron Jeremy? Right. This guy can suck his own dick. <laughs> he's like, if I could do that, I wouldn't even be here. I'd be at home doing that right now. <laughs> so, I mean, uh. I, I remember when I was young. And like you said, maybe we're going to just get personal, right? Right. I used to fantasize about what that felt like. It's like your own dick. And I was just like, if I could, would I? Right. And I think that's the honest question any dude could I've, answer. That's why I've always wanted to be a gymnast. <laughs> so you could be like, I would do so I could do it, I don't need <laughs> anybody else. I, I, if I ever do gymnastics for three years and I actually get really good at it, I, I will live the rest of my life single. Why do I need all this headaches? Why do I need to pay for your coffee if I could just go home and give myself some head, all right? <laughs> like, what the fuck is the point, all right? I'm not taking you to fucking Disneyland. I'm not going to go pick you up if you live 20 minutes away. I live zero minutes away, and I could suck my own dick, all right? So fuck off, all right? I don't care if you have huge tits and a nice ass. I can suck my own dick. I'm a fucking <laughs> legend, all right? <laughs> Man, I I personally think I'd still need companionship. Oh yeah, because I can't hug myself. Exactly. I would need long I enough arms. I can't talk to myself. I, I have myself short, crazy. stubby arms. I can't hug myself. It's sad. It's a sad life, man. I could curl up in a little ball, but it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and cry. Yeah, just sit there and cry after I suck my own dick. I'm a fucking loser. I just swallowed my own cum. No, ah, that's shit. pretty gross. That's pretty gross, dude. But, like this is the thing. You're oh, curious. How that You're like, work? what does it taste like? Ah, uh, nah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> no level of curiosity will ever get me to taste my own kids. Man, it's my fucking, it's my fucking child. I'm not gonna eat him. You know, it's like, it's like a girl trying to eat her fucking. That's disgusting, man. <laughs> There's a story that I remember <laughs> oh, God. that uh, someone told me. They're talking about. Basically, I think it was girl talk, and they're talking about um, swallowing. Yeah. And one of the per- people that talked about it, they were like, I felt bad because I swallowed my kids. Like, no, they just ate my kids. <laughs> but obviously, she was a girl, like, you know, swallowing her okay. man's yeah, yeah, yeah. semen. There was this, um, I had this friend that told me that it tasted spicy. And I was like, no, bitch. <laughs> Your man hasn't washed his dick in weeks it shouldn't taste spicy he's probably eating a whole bunch of junk food and he probably has bad pancreas or something you know it shouldn't taste spicy she said like it kind of burns it's like acid it's like acid and i was like no bitch there's no way you know yeah it either tastes like a bunch of fucking minerals Minerals, dude. It can't taste. It either tastes like sweet or sour. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. It's there's no way it tastes like tahini. 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty. I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, um, but it just like right. Like I was like, you got to get yourself checked. You might have some type of disease because this man is not okay. We are what we eat, so we are what we eat. So if this guy's coming spicy, I'll tell you this: when I sweat and I've been eating a lot of shit, I stink. Right. And when when I eat pretty like a lot of greens and I'm juicing and I drink a lot of water when I sweat, it's just like oh I can go to sleep and I'm fine. You know, you know your sweat thinking. shouldn't be salty. Uh, why not? Um, well, as Americans, we're used to eating very very salty food, mm-hmm. and we don't normally like catch on to it. Mm-hmm. So like French fries, mm-hmm. they have so much sodium in them, you know, it's like super salty. Yeah. And then like we put salt on oatmeal, we put salt on everything. Like basically seasoning something, it's putting a whole bunch of salt in it. You know yeah. what I mean? To make it taste good. That's why like we start having like these low sodium stuff. Have you ever like um, gone to like a park and you just been drinking a whole bunch of soda or something? You start sweating and it's like kind of sticky sweat. Yeah. Or like it's like salty sweat because yeah. you've been eating like hot dogs all day and burgers all day and then you start sweating salty. Uh-huh. That's the reason, cause like what you are, what you eat, technically. Yeah. So your sweat is like profused or whatever. It's like, I don't know what the fuck the word profused means, but like your sweat is saltier. So right now, when I went vegan and I started drinking a gallon of water a day, I was sweating pretty much just water. Clean. Clean as fuck, dude. Like I would sweat and it wouldn't smell. It was just like literally water coming out of me. And, like, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, at first, it was salty. And the first couple of weeks, it was still kind of, like, smelly. But then after the after a while, it's, like, it's like it's just water. And okay. then I can tell sometimes when I eat shitty that week because I'll smell kind of funky. You That's know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when my sweat gets salty or if my sweat gets smelly, then I know it's like, ah, oh, I need to clean my diet up again, you know? I probably had too many Oreos or like, you know. That's probably one thing that you noticed. Another thing, too, that you probably noticed was your bowel movement, right? It's like you go to the bathroom so much better when you drink a lot of water. And oh, dude, like a fucking a jet. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you when you have the water, the water gun sprinkler for yeah. your like plants, how you can go shower, flood, yeah. center, flat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then there's the jet mode where it's just like, yeah. it's like fucking a streamline. That's how it feels, man. <laughs> Seven days a Seven times a day, a streamline of water just fucking darts. It's it's a straight line. Wait, are you talking about urinating? Yeah, dude. Oh, I, thought I, was, I was talking about your bowel movement. What's that? Uh, taking a shit. Oh, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a jet streamline of shit. That's what I was like. Re- <laughs> really? Disgusting. I was like, you got diarrhea, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Can you imagine? Oh, nah, I don't even want to talk about that shit. That's only happened to me once, and I had a. I'm pretty sure I had like a stomach bug. I've had I've had streamlined shit before. I've taken aggressive, I've taken aggressive shits before, but not to the, actually yeah to the point where like, my butt is like tender. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's when you eat a bunch of carbs and not enough water. Yeah. Like when you eat a bunch of dry stuff. Yeah. Like crackers, you eat bread a lot of bread. 
then your shit is like really fucking hard and dry and dry and it's just like you end up tender well, this is the weird thing i didn't know this but uh most of the water in your body is absorbed in the large intestine which is basically like the last point of you know your shit yeah so i was just like oh that's really interesting i, th- I always assumed the stomach did everything but the stomach all it does is put acid in your acid food in and your break food, it yeah. down that's all it does which is crazy man like that's why i think the human body is such a such a beautiful thing not only from the outside but like from the inside not even on some like hippie shit but <laughs> the human body from the inside is is a fucking masterpiece it's pretty cool to how say it absorbs stuff right and we've got like 60 feet of intestines dude and if you like something about your dna like if you if you like Spread every strand of DNA across your body. You can go to the moon and back like 50 times or something like that. Yeah. One person. And it's like, yo. It's packed That's a piece so of tight. bullshit that a scientist made up. <laughs> like, I don't believe that shit. Do you believe that shit? Fuck Isaac Newton, by the way. I think so. I've seen a video of people breaking down DNA. Really? They, they, like, they untwine the, the he- double helix. Oh, yeah. And it's it's pretty long, bro. I mean, think about it. sentence I've never th- said before. Think about, <laughs> think about it. It's your genetic information right. laid out in a sequence. And it's crazy and because there's so much genetic information. Exactly. Every just de- for like your texture of your every hair. Every detail of every aspect of your body is in your genetic code. Right. So for me, and in, uh, in all honesty, you can pack something super tight as long as it's in that double helix, whatever that situation is called well because it, it's a it's a double helix and then it gets into a like another they twist it. it you twist the double helix yeah. into like a fucking chromosome and the chromosome is like millions and millions of like like strands of dna and shit just fucking packed into one you know that shit it's like the chromosomes they're like they detach and they become like long ass strands of DNA, just like really loose. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I, c- I think uh, that's a, a, a chromosome is a slightly different. We should get a scientist on here. Ah, fuck yeah, Lily, can you help us out? <laughs> no, I don't think Lily's a scientist. She could be. I mean, anything she has her mind to. That's right. But that's yeah, true. it's definitely pretty cool. That by the way, by the way, shout out to what's it called? Nails by Lily. Shout out to Nails by Lally, you, you guys. Oh, yeah. Like, check, if you want to, if you're a guy and um, you just had an argument with your girl because she's upset that you watch too much porn or something, do something nice for her. Take her to, take her to uh, Nails by Lally. Get her nails done. Get her fucking pampered, you know? And then she'll really give you some good head. <laughs> <laughs> but also acknowledge that it's a starting business, so don't expect flash. Hey, hey! It's oh. good quality nails, though. I will good say quality, that. yeah. Um, yo, I'm a, I'm a tag, I'm a tag, uh, nails by Lali on my, on my story, on the podcast, so you guys can see the, the fucking beautiful nails that she's been doing. That's cool it's artwork. Really, it's really cool. It's some artwork that me as a man I will never understand, and I, I will never truly appreciate because I think it, it looks easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even draw a stick figure, so it, do it, you it must pre- be. Do you appreciate holding your hand with nice nails on them? Yeah, man. I, I, who the fuck wants to hold a hand with bitten off nails? That see, that's the that's what I fucking hate. <laughs> R- there People we go. that have like super short nails, and I see all their skin coming out off the yeah, top. Yeah, like, dude. Stop being so nervous. 
Or right, right. Or just like when <laughs> they when their nails are like naturally long, mm-hmm. like they're not like fake nails, like they're like naturally long, but they're like they have like that black stuff in the inside. Like clean your fucking nails, you know. Like oh yeah, if that you're gonna have to naturally long, na- oh well yeah, well you you do manual labor, yeah. so that's that's and that happens to me at Walmart too. But like you know, you just kind of like you know, there's like a little talking about women specifically it, like women specifically come on you're not doing any manual labor you're not fucking building a house anytime soon yeah, i've seen some women actually doing construction it's pretty interesting 99 percent of women aren't building a house anytime yeah. soon let me be clear with that <laughs> but um if you're if you if you're not doing manual labor there shouldn't be a reason why your hands are so dirty you know like uh i get it like you, you might have gotten your hands dirty from like planting some seeds in the back do you feel like that's what society Damn. says, or do you think that's how a woman no, should be? No, fuck that. That's how a woman should be. <laughs> a man, too. Why would you have dirty-ass nails as a man, you know? Yeah. Unless you came straight off of work. Dude, personal hygiene is so underrated, you know? Like like shampoo, condition, you know, rinse your body out, get a fucking loofah, you know, clean your nails out, do your eyebrows, do your hair, don't be a fucking hairy bum. I'm sorry. I'm looking right at you while I was saying it. <laughs> uh, I got a long beard this time. You got a long beard this time, but you still look good, man. Thank you. you still look crisp. Thank you. Appreciate but it. There's uh, looking crisp is so, so underrated, man. When you look sharp, you're you're like ten times more attractive when you look well taken care of. Someone who takes a shower, as opposed to someone who hasn't showered in two days, huge difference. Oh yeah. It's like, um, like I got a haircut this week, and this week. I've been flirted with by like at least what day is it? Friday? At mm-hmm. least twelve people. Okay. Last week I hadn't gotten a haircut for a month. Nobody talked to me. I said hi to this girl. She fucking gave me like a like a mean face look, right? She's like, this fucking creep. I get a haircut, get my eyebrows done, mood changes for everybody around me. You know what? So like guys start treating me nicely with more respect. My boss was nicer to me today. It's like it's like when you look sharp, you you you're an attractive human being, and you demand this certain type of you know. You don't look like a fucking mess. Right. So you you get acknowledgement from the opposite sex, from your same sex, from your superiors, from people that look up to you. You get acknowledged for sure. Yeah. You don't look like a fucking slob. That's why I love Damian Lillard, man. His haircut is so clean every day, every single day. I've never seen him without a haircut. Hey, shout out Damian Lillard, man. Shout out to Damian Lillard. Beast. That guy's a Dame basketball beast. Time. Honestly, when I watched that first Lakers game against Portland. It's over. Yeah, and I remember. Portland and four. I remember Chuck uh, or Charles Barkley. You brought the sweep out? <laughs> yeah, he was like a sweep. If they win that first game, it's a sweep. But uh, after seeing the second game, I was like, ah. Well, Damian Lillard got hurt. And the thing is, I know people might use that as an excuse. But the the truth is that the Lakers were up by, like, 20 points mm-hmm. when he got hurt. But at the same time, Damien is the type of person that 20-point lead can be cut down super fast. Good couple of threes. couple of threes, man. He he will hit three threes in a row. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Like, from half yeah. court, he'll, like, come down, boom, from the logo. Boom, from the logo. Yeah. A couple of, like, you know, step back three, boom, hits another one. And then now it's an 11-point game. You know what I mean? I then CJ McCollum hits yeah. a couple threes. Now it's a six-point game. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa, you know, this lead gets cut down quickly. I want to see Damian Lillard succeed in the NBA. And I respect his loyalty, and I respect his grind. And I respect that Kobe Bryant respected the hell out of this dude. 
Because oh, yeah. uh, one of my most favorite interviews of Kobe Bryant was uh, it was a game before he you know tore his Achilles. Yeah. And he was talking about Damian Lillard. They 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 played against Portland. Yeah. And he was like, "Man, that boy is serious." Yeah. He was like, "That guy ain't scared of nothing." He and I was just like, Damian Lillard had big big time moments ever since he was a rookie. Oh yeah. Ever since he was a rookie, he, so he's not phased, man. He's no. not phased, and he's the type of guy like he'll he'll talk the talk. But he'll definitely fucking walk the walk. Oh, yeah. If anything, he'll walk the walk without even having to talk the talk. Yeah. The talk is talked for him. Yep. You know? And that's why when Patrick Beverly and all these dudes were fucking clowning him and shit uh, because he missed two free throws, he was like, well, I've sent them both home before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I sent I sent Paul George home last year. Yeah. And I've sent Patrick Beverly home last year because when he was with the Rockets, he hit another game winner yeah. during the playoffs and sent them home. So he's like, I've sent them both home before, so I know that they're talking because they know what I'm capable of. Yeah. You know, and that's just the f- him saying, just look at my resume. Yeah. You know, I put all these dudes away before. Yeah. You know, they're nothing. Yeah. Right. Like they can't guard me. Yeah. And that's, you know, honestly, I, not I like much more to say after that. I like Portland and I like Dallas. Oh, yeah. I like Dallas, dude. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I like the underdogs this year. Yeah. I really like the underdogs yeah. this year. I love the uh, Pacers and Miami Heat series. I haven't watched any of the Eastern oh, Conference dude. games, man. Well, they, they fucking suck anyway. <laughs> like, honestly, who cares about the Eastern Conference? But, like, Miami Heat, man. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Butler had this interview where he was talking about his teammates and stuff and, like, how he fits into Miami. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, the reporter asked him, what do you like most about um, playing in Miami? And he was like, I can be myself, you know, and, and I don't know if you know Jimmy, but he's like a smash mouth basketball player, you know, like he's a tough guy. Mm. Right. So he's like the Jordan type where he'll like cuss someone out and practice. He'll like he'll punch you, you know, yeah, he'll yeah. get into a fight with his own teammate during practice. He's that type of guy. That's why when he was in a in a Minnesota, in Minnesota, he fucking he, he got a team of third stringers and he beat the starters by himself and then he slept with uh carl anthony town's girl <laughs> for real yeah he did <laughs> and he was open about it too he was like yeah i fucking i banged her <laughs> i didn't know any of this dude carl anthony town hates his guts and uh he doesn't give a fuck yeah <laughs> you know i had no idea about that bro he's a real ass gangster bro like he was homeless for uh he was homeless for a couple years of his life and he found love in basketball and he came up, and everybody thought he was just just this like defensive player. Yeah, he built himself into offense, like an offensive player, and now he's a two way player. You know, one of the greatest two way players in in our in our uh, league right now. You know, so this guy's like, I can be myself. You know, I can cuss out my teammates when they're when they're messing up, and they don't take it any offense. They know that's who I am, and I really love that they cuss me out when I'm slipping up too. So I was like, I like that. You yeah, know? like the fact that. That team is so close knit that I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the semifinals. Okay. And and if they make it to the semifinals, I think they could get to six games, maybe f- five or six. It depends because the Bucks are just fucking beast. Yeah. It's like I hate like these teams that are so good that they don't even have to have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers, they don't even have to have chemistry. They they just added three players. They but just added three players, and they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll be all right. We're gonna win a chip anyway. Yeah. I will say this though, I do 
I don't think their chances are as good if like Anthony Davis gets hurt. And that's a that's a big probability. If that dude gets hurt every every, every year. year. Every year. Especially when they need him most. He's like the fucking um who's someone that when you need him the most they're not there? Your fucking friends. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh he's like that one bad friend, you know? That he's like, Oh, I'm there for you, bro. You know anything you want, bro, I got you. And then, like, when you're, like, feeling down, you try to hit him up, and they they hit you up, like, three weeks later, like, oh, my bad. My phone died. <laughs> or some, like, <laughs> terrible excuse like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Anthony Davis for you. Like, he's a great friend until you need him. <laughs> he's a great basketball player, and then his bitch ass comes and hurts his shoulder. Hurts his shoulder. Fucking shoulder. What a pussy. What a fucking cunt. <laughs> I think he's uh he's too long. He's he's very long. He's too long and like he plays like a guard. That's his the tendons thing. are probably like just. It's because he has this guard type of play where he like he'll do a bunch of spin moves. He's he's very athletic with his movements, very like quick twitch stuff. You know, like quick movements. Mm-hmm. Like he accelerates quickly and stuff, and his body's just not made for that type of stuff. And the reason is because he he had a, like a, he had like a massive growth spurt mm-hmm. in high school. Where he was like a guard for most of his life, and then all of a sudden he like grew to six eleven or some shit like that, and like all of a sudden they were like, oh well, I guess you're a, I guess you're a center now. Yeah. And he was like, wait, I've been playing point guard, you know, like or this I've been playing time. shooting guard this whole time. Yeah. So that's why he's like a really tall guard, you know. That's why he can guard every position because he's he's used to it, but at the same time he's not, he hasn't grown into his body, which is funny to say. Because he's a grown ass man, but he's like he's too athletic and he's so used to being a guard that he's not used to being like a Shaq type where like he knows that his job is to stay in the paint and just dunk on people, you know? Yeah. He thinks he's just gonna cross someone over and fucking dunk and yam and like do fancy layups. Yeah. And when you do that at six eleven You're gonna blow your knees out. You're gonna blow your knees out, yeah. But it's okay. Because he's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You get paid millions to play basketball. Yeah. You get paid millions to get hurt even, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of basketball, and it's like basketball is like this weird – like they own you technically. You can't just leave basketball. Yeah. You can't just like walk away. You ha- If you have a contract in basketball, it's almost like a fucking military contract where you can't just fucking – you can't be like, oh, well, I want to move to Miami. I don't want to play for the Knicks anymore. It's like, nah, you're stuck with the Knicks until they decide to get rid of you. Exactly. You know? No, and one thing that uh, I witnessed in uh, The Last Dance, uh-huh. uh, when Michael Jordan got hurt, yeah, and he's talking about how he was playing one-on-ones and all this other type of stuff with other players, and the team didn't know about it because the team would have said, you can't do that. you got to rest. We yeah. can't risk you getting hurt. we got to save own you him. for the game. Exactly. They own you. That's crazy. And, like, these players, they don't really care. But technically, they don't have freedom. And that's being very exposed right now with the bubble. You know, with the, like, they're all in the bubble right now. Mm -hmm. And if they go out, they get fined. They can't play, you know. And it's like, whoa, I'm not in charge of my life, you know. They didn't pick where they wanted to go. They can't see their families. They can't see their kids. And it's like, now we're paying you millions. Shut the fuck up and dribble, you know. And that's kind of a... You know, it's kind of a 
Well, here's my thing. It's like, uh, it's not like you're forced into it. You know how the game is. Well, you're not, yeah. And you, to, you know what you're getting into. To get paid millions to dribble a basketball, to me is like, okay, you gotta game. have you gotta have talent first of all, and the whole point of you getting millions is because people pay to watch you. Right. So you have to be there. So it it's it's a money making scheme, and if you want to do things for basketball and grow the game, then I I feel like. A contract, like you know, let's say who who's the player you want to watch, like real cl- up and close. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Okay, so imagine you paid courtside seats to watch Devin Booker, right? And the day before he got hurt at a streetball game, mm. you'd be fucking pissed. You'd be hella pissed. You're like, well, I paid to watch this dude, and he's not even gonna be on the floor. Yeah, cause he he was being um he's just playing street basketball. Nobody's watching that shit. Nobody paid for broke that. Broke his foot. Broke his foot. And it's like, well, how could you do that? You know, I paid paid fucking 100 bucks for the yeah. fucking nosebleeds. So for me, it's kind of like they're trying to protect their money. Right. Which is fine because ultimately they get paid out anyways. And if you look at how much basketball players make, they make a lot of money. Yeah. Compared to like a third string basketball player makes way more money than like a third string football player. That's true. Um, That's very true. There's this uh, Stephen A. Smith was talking about um, how players need to be very careful when they get they when they get their first checks because there's a lot of paying other people that goes into it because like right now with taxes right when you're making four hundred dollars a paycheck you don't really notice it when you're making a thousand dollars a paycheck you're like oh wait hold on where's these other three hundred dollars going mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when you make a million dollars or like when you make a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars a paycheck, that's when you're like, wait, hold on. Almost half of this is going to my taxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half of this is going to other people. So he's like, don't be fooled by how much they say they're going to pay you. If you get a million dollar contract, don't go out and buy a million dollar car. And Stephen A. Smith, which I thought was really great of him to do this because he was talking to, like, the rookies, you know? Yeah. He was like, when you get your big break, don't go out and buy a car. Don't go out and buy your nice watch yet. You got to go see how much gets taken out of that. Then you have to pay your fucking um, your agent, which is, like, another $100,000, you know? It's a lot of money that you have to pay an agent. Then you have to pay all these fucking, you know, bills and shit. And then you end up with, like, 30 he said 25 cents to a dollar of everything that you make. So for every dollar that they pay you, you end up with 25 cents of that. Which is like, it's still a lot more than we make. It For them, that's like, oh, I just get $200,000 today. But it's not as much as they think it is. Yeah, like so that's uh, why a lot of players go broke after a while thinking that they have all the money. That's right. That, and that's, that's you trying to be a baller and flash and all that kind right. of stuff. And it, I think it I think social media has enabled a lot of these younger players to be like that. Like I can realize, I can remember a couple of rookies that I'm just like, you're all about your swag and looking cool and like. Kelly fucking Ubre, you know, you remember that guy? I know him, and yes, I agree with you at first, but then I'm like, no, he's, but he's a good player. He's a good basketball player. Yeah, that's what? the thing, man. I what? fucking hate Kelly Ubre for being a douchebag and being a good player. I do like his style. I like his swagger, though. Yeah. At first, I was hating on it because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because I remember seeing him in the draft, and I was like, who the hell is this guy with his red shoes and all this shit? 
Yeah. But then afterwards, I'm like, I respect the style. I'm not like gonna it. lie. Yeah, like I like his rookie year, he had his like, he was always wearing his little like band with his like fluffy hair and like always wearing hella jewelry and just like flexing all the time. Yeah. And like taking shirtless pictures, like he was some fucking fuck boy or something. <laughs> and I'm like, look, man, you're you're a rookie in the league. You're not. You're not all that yet. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, this guy got some balls. Like he he's he talks the talk way more than he has to, but he's backing it up. Yeah. He fucking dunked on Paul George like twice in one game, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He's he's legitimately. I think he's like the first guy that I've seen that the level of confidence that he has actually matches the level of like how actually cool he is, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's actually cool enough to have all that swag and self-confidence, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's fucking great. Like, I like the guy. Yeah, definitely. But fuck him. (laughs) But fuck him. He's a millionaire. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck the millionaires. (laughs) But a million dollars is quite a bit of money. You could pay uh, probably you could live 20. a couple. Of, you could live a couple of years. That's that's one year's decent salary for twenty people. Yeah, and if you think about it, if you move to the right state, <laughs> you could live forever. <laughs> you move to fucking one of those middle states that it's like twenty bucks for like a house. <laughs> it's like you know, like how houses are like twenty thousand dollars in some states. They're like fucking nothing. Because like I know. Where? Um. Okay. So like. My um, uh, my friend just bought some land in Nebraska or something like that, mm-hmm. and they paid a hundred thousand dollars for twenty acres of land. A hundred thousand dollars for twenty acres of land, man. That's pretty good. We have a tiny ass house compared to the acres that they have. Like we don't even have quarter of an acre of land. You've seen my house. We yeah. have. We barely have a backyard. That's right. Our house is more than a half a million dollars. Yeah. You know because it's California. Exactly. It's a uh, coveted real estate. Right. So like you can go to you can go to Nebraska and buy 20, 20 acres of land for $100,000. You know, and just build a little house. Yeah. You as, know? As I, uh, I what this is actually a statistic from a while back so it might not be as accurate uh, today. Yeah. But a house that costs a million dollars here in California in Phoenix most likely most likely would cost you $250,000. Right. But who the hell wants to live in 130 degree weather? Yeah, nobody wants to live. Fuck Phoenix, man. <laughs> Devin Booker, Devin Booker, you gotta get out of there. You think so? Yeah, for your own sake, man. Uh, get out of there. Go to a good team. Uh, go to Portland. <laughs> Ooh. Too nah, nah. <laughs> too many guards. <laughs> too many guards. Too many fucking guards. Go to go to Sacramento. <laughs> That's, That's very biased. <laughs> That's not even gonna be better Dude, for him. Dude, sack. Disaster. Sack is a disaster. Oh, yeah, our team. Lottie Divock just quit. Uh, fuck that guy anyway. Yeah, he made some pretty pretty big mistakes. He did. Um, at first, I thought he was doing really good. Mm. The Cousins trade, give him a lot of props for that. Yes. Um, I definitely wanted him gone. Uh, and then his career just went straight to the trash. Yeah, so the here's – here's uh, so I follow Cowbell Kingdom. I don't know if you've ever followed them. Cowbell Kingdom? Yeah, it's just some dude that uh, I think he's from Stockton. That's some redneck uh, guy. No, no, no. He's actually a Latino guy. Oh, nice. Um, but he he's kind of reports on the Kings. Oh, yeah. And he's been a longtime fan. Um, but I agree with, you know, he ranked, like, his top his top three big mistakes. Yeah. Um, 
number one, or he said number three. His, Buddy Healed. His top three big mistake uh, was um, obviously uh, drafting Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. It's like, yeah, we should have grabbed Luka, you know, like this dude is. That's a beast. He's he's so good. Dude. Plus, Vlade knows his father. Like he's from. They're all from like. Dude, the same no area. more, no more, um, no more drafting, uh, black players over European players. I think oh, I, I'm not gonna say it like that. Hey, you're no, making no, about color. I'm just saying it's it's true. He's like, just if you're, been if a, you're, um, he's been a good player for a long time because he was playing with grown that's ass what I'm men saying. at 15. That's what I'm saying. No more, no more college kids. No more college kids over European league people, because those guys in the European league are coming, man. Yeah, like they start off at like 16 years old playing against grown men. That's how that's how Luca started. He was like 16 years old. He was the youngest. No wait, uh, fucking Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball went over to the um to the European league. He was the youngest player to ever play in a in a professional league, and this guy went from like just like a a joke in high school, people hating on him. To like a legitimate first round pick, you know, in like the yeah. span of like two years. Yeah. Like they will make boys into men. Yeah. They're like the fucking military school <laughs> for basketball. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go to college and have a whole bunch of parties, eat a bunch of shit, and just get fucking laid all the time? Do you want to draft that guy, the fucking weed smoking guy, fucking pothead? Or do you want to draft a fucking European player who's been trying to beat seven foot tall, thirty year olds? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's a hard league over there. Yeah, for sure. I'm not. That's gonna why Luca is just they so do, great. They do earn more respect, but I will say that Luca specifically was like, it was so obvious that he's he was that good. Yeah, I think Tony obvious. Kukoc was the first guy that came from like, uh, like a European league, right? Did he? He was a yeah. He played. He played in Europe, but I I don't really know much about him except from the Last Dance. So. Well, from the Last Dance, from what I get from that was that he he was in the European League too, and I think during he that was balling time, out. Yeah, during that time, it's not they didn't have as much respect as they do today. But he was, he was the one d- that started it, sort of. You yeah, know? you could say he's like They're started. Like, hey, the, look, we can pick some of these guys over there. I mean, here in Sac, we had like Vlade, Peja. uh, really good players. Dirk, obviously. Dirk is really good. Dirk was player. the one. He didn't start the European player, um, like he didn't start the European movement, the European player movement. But he was the guy that they were like, okay, these guys can be all stars. Yeah, you and, know? and you also can't forget all the Spaniards. There's Spain has a lot of pretty oh, good yeah. basketball players. And fucking Pau, Mark, uh, I think they're, br- they're brothers. Is Ginobili's from Argentina, isn't he? Ginobili's Argentinian. Uh, another Spanish player. Yeah, that's it. That's about it. No, there's <laughs> another guy. Um, Australia he, has he, very he's good not players. A, he's not. Um, what's his name? Luis. Luis Scola. I think Luis he's from Scola. Spain. Okay, he's trash, but okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's um, not like a, you know. Why would really you bring up Spain, man? They, they have two brothers that got lucky and made it. No, but they have quite like. So, for yeah, example, I think 2000, 2008 or something like that when they played USA. Yeah, they, they did not pretty like They were a hard team. You know, the team was really good. Um and had a lot of players, but they were all third stringers when they came to the NBA. Uh, Australia, the Australian team had a bunch of NBA players, mm-hmm. and like they played really well together as a group. But when they came over, they were just bench warmers. Oh, okay. So I was like, eh. I think the only Patty the Mills is from Australia. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He's uh, a really good guard. One of the 
the ones that I know from Australia. Ah, oh, damn, what's his name? Damn, I forgot. Jeez, man, you, you, you need to drink more water. Your yeah, memory's dude. coming. Kind of. You have a tough shit. day. You have a tough day? Yeah. yeah. It's been a long day. I haven't slept well. Oh, man. It's hot. Oh, dude, you know, um, you know what you got to do if you can't sleep well? And this is what I've been doing. Um, you got to listen to 432 hertz music. It's not like I have insomnia. It's just I've been going to sleep late and waking up super early. And listen, listen, bro. It'll improve your sleep no matter how much sleep you get. Okay. So, like, even if you only get, like, four hours of sleep, it'll be, like, really deep sleep. And, like, it has, like, some psychological, like, spiritual kind of vibrations in the music where it, it, like, calms you down. And it, like, it's, like, deep spiritual healing while you're sleeping. It's really cool. But does it actually like improve your your rapid eye movement and stuff? Yeah. Um so basically what I've been doing I tried it at first with uh with my girl um and I was uh I was at her house and she played it and I fell asleep for like three hours in her couch. Like I was like, eh, this is a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. You know, get out of here with this hippie shit. Yeah. No, I didn't say it like that. I actually appreciate, you know, because she's very smart. So, like, I appreciate the knowledge. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess I'll try it. But I didn't really believe in it at first. I was like, I don't know. we'll see how it goes. Then I fell asleep for, like, three hours, dude. And I, I felt so rested. Like, I woke up and I was like, yo, I got some good sleep. You yeah. know? Like, I wasn't tired. I wasn't gloomy. Yeah. It was nice. It was really nice. So, try 432 hertz music. So, what I do is I have a I have a playlist now. And I play it, and I never put it on shuffle. I always put it in the same order. So I start with the same song every night to kind of get into the routine so my body knows, okay, this is the song that we want to fall to s- fall asleep to, you know? Gotcha. So build a routine. Like is it kind of like a like a music timer almost for your body? It, yeah, so, something like that. It's like just getting my body like mentally, physically, and spiritually ready to, to rest. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. So I just I always get in the same position. I always have the same ritual, like the sleep ritual. And then I play the song and my body just goes, "Okay, time to shut down." You know? And I yeah. go to sleep a lot faster and I wake up a lot more uh more rested. So I've been yeah, sleeping should, a lot less lately. I should <laughs> definitely try that. But I'm like on crack. One yeah. <laughs> one thing that I do have that I know maybe a lot of people just fear acknowledging mm-hmm. is uh, I have I do have sleep apnea. Okay. So regardless of the quantity of sleep, I always have terrible quality sleep because my body isn't oxygenating itself like it should during my sleep. D- you should get an oxygen mask. Look yeah. like Darth fucking Vader while you're sleeping. Your wife is going to hate that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But I don't know what's worse, that or sounding like I'm dying, you know, from the snoring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. People are like. Dude, are Dude. you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you know, just following my uvula. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's fucking like it's terrible. Sometimes having a I mild wait. seizure. <laughs> well, to me, it's more like I'm just swallowing my uvula sometimes. Right. Um, it's probably just a little excessively elongated. Mm. So, like, sometimes I wake up and it's so swollen because I know that I've just been like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cranking it. So yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, and then like I'm almost throwing up because y- it's obviously your gag reflex. Yeah. So I'm um, sometimes in the morning when I wake up, I'm damn near throwing up because I'm like, 
Cause because it's so swollen and like I elongated. need to give you some sleeping tips because I, I know I know a couple of tips. Um, there's a position zero, which is the best position for you to sleep in. I've done all of them, and and especially that one is where I wake up with the worst feeling ever. Really? Yeah, and it's Jesus so Christ. basically what I need is there's no fucking way to fix you. No, I'm just yeah, saying. there is. I need surgery probably. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um. That's a great way to bring the fucking podcast down. No, I'm just I mean, I mean no, I'm no, just no, being no, honest. No, you know no, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I've done all the positions. Mm-hmm. I've slept. The best way for me to sleep is sideways. It's like a pillow between my legs and, like, you know, a pillow on my neck. That's one thing that I realized. Your neck position is crucial in everything. Right. And um, one another thing that I've also listened to in a different podcast is mm-hmm. if you're a habitual mouth breather, your nose stops working. So, literally, your body doesn't use what you don't use. Damn. So if you're a habitual mouth breather, your nose eventually starts to close if up. If you're one of those guys that looks like a fucking idiot all day long, like, <gasps> yeah. like you're fucking idiot. Breathe so, through your nose. So one thing that you can, uh, that does happen when you breathe with your nose a lot, is you can actually breathe in. I think uh, it was uh, like eighty percent more. Like you, y- there's eighty percent more oxygen that you can absorb by breathing in through your nose. Than breathing in through your mouth. Plus, it humidifies the air. It actually purifies the air a lot better. Like the na- nasal cavity right here in your fr- in the front of your face is so crucial for you know breathing in oxygen. And if you stop using it, it can be detrimental. And I feel like that's kind of what my problem was. Hmm. Um, uh, just from a young age, when we would do sports, for example, and I do running, you breathe through your mouth. I breathe through the mouth, and my coach was always like, "Close your mouth and breathe through your nose. It's going to be better for you." And I was just be like, "But I breathe better with my mouth." You know what I mean? I'm like. <laughs> It feels better than because we're nose. we're fucking lazy Americans, and only I can say it, and only we can say it because we're American. And if you fucking Australians say it, I'm gonna get on your ass about it, okay? But since I'm American, I'm gonna say it. Um, we're lazy. We take the easy route, the yeah. mouth breathing route. Yeah, and and if you, the, here's the crazy part too. If you notice, in most of America, we have tight hamstrings. Why is that? Why do we have tight hamstrings and tight calves? You're always sitting all the time. Because we're always sitting all the time. And that's why there's a shit ton of plantar fasciitis here in America. Yeah. I remember talking to your dad, and uh, he actually, I think he thought I was just nuts, or he probably thinks I'm an idiot. I don't know. But uh, I was telling him, because he was telling me he had a plantar. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You said it, not me. No, I'm just Um, He was telling me that he had plantar fasciitis. And I told him, hey, I had the same thing on my left foot, because this, this side of my body, on my legs, is tighter than my right side. And I, I sometimes I wake up with pretty bad foot pain. Yeah. And I was telling him that's because, you know, because we're sitting so much and I know your dad does office work, yeah. his calves are probably super tight now and his hamstrings are getting tighter and tighter. So he's now walking with the inside of his of his feet as opposed to the outside. Right. Because all his calves are super tight. So when he stands up, it, it's all shriveled up and, and it's uh, you're not doing proper mechanics. The inside of your foot is not meant to support the weight of your body. It's supposed to be the outside of your foot. Right. Right. Fucking flat to uh, flat-footed people and shit. Too. Yeah, the, I have an uncle that's super flat-footed, and man, when I see him walk, I'm like, you're in it pain looks all like the time. Painful, yeah. Super painful. Um, when I was in the, cause I was taking my Air Force physical and stuff, mm-hmm. they uh, got us in. A, I don't know if I should talk about this. I can talk about it, right? It's just a fucking Air Force physical. I don't know, man. It's not fucking yeah, government I'm secrets. Sh- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, I don't think people talk about it. They locked us in a room and they made us all get naked in front of the the guy, mm-hmm. the, the physician. So we were all in our underwear and like just pretty much that's all we were wearing. 
like a bunch of people like a bunch of dudes guys? just a bunch of group of testosterone yeah you know and it was just these fucking pussy ass guys were like giggling and shit and i was like don't be a bitch you know just stand up like a man yeah you know your fucking gut is showing just just stand up straight yeah you know like all these guys were like <laughs> like you know just fucking like giggling around that we were all naked and like what like maybe it's because i grew up in a in puerto rico and i'm used to seeing all my like friends like shirtless and because we would go to the beach like we would all just change in front of each other you know like probably even like a lot of girls too you know yeah we're just like you know just fucking take it off and let's go right no shame just no shame like underwear like when we would go to the like to the pool i mean to the to the river if we didn't have clothes we just hey everybody in their in their underwear you know yeah so it's like that's how it was right so like for me, like being in my underwear outside doesn't really. I, I don't. I'm not phased by it. Yep. Seeing someone else in their underwear, like next to me, I'm like, uh, I mean, uh, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, so it's like it's normal. But these guys, are, like, they probably haven't seen another, another man naked <laughs> before, and I'm like, yeah, don't be a bitch. <laughs> you know, stop trying to make so many jokes about it. We all just have the same junk. Yeah, junk in the trunk, man. That's all it is. It's, it doesn't matter. But anyway, how I was saying, so these guys were flat-footed, and the physician pointed them out so easily. He was like, you, 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 and you. <laughs> the The physician is probably going to want to see you a little after that, yeah. after the um, the test. And and he did. And then the physician came in, and he was like, you, 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 and you. I got to see you guys after. Yeah. And they were all flat-footed. That was crazy, because I was like, how can they tell? Then I looked at their feet, and they looked weird. You know, they look flat. They like yeah. they were literally all of their foot was touching the ground. Yeah. All of their foot was touching. the. Gr- like if these guys, you know, those cute fruit uh, footprint vi- um, pictures that they have. Yeah. Where, like the foot looks like all curvy and shit. If these guys had a footprint like picture, it looked fucking disgusting. It looked like a palette, like a palette. Yeah. Like a paddle or something like that. It's fucking Dude, five toes and a fucking flat ass line could you tell that they were standing a certain way you're kind of like you're standing a little weird like yeah postures off after the, after that i started noticing the way that they were moving and the way that they were standing and i was like they're a lot less agile yeah you know and that's super cool because like jesus man just walk on your toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, all you have to do is start doing that one thing that i saw that was pretty cool is the manic- the mechanics of you running yeah or walking change with you know the footwear you have Right. So, for example, if you have shoes on, most likely you, the first part of your foot that's going to impact the floor is your heel. heel. When you're barefoot, that changes. Balls on your feet. You're not even. Your heel probably won't even touch the ground. Yeah. It's it just hurts. Yeah. Your heel is not meant to bang against the ground like that. Um, the only way that it should do that is if you're walking. Um, but if you're running, you should be running on the balls of your feet. And I know that a lot of like long distance runners say heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. That is where you get shin splints. Mm. That's that's not true. Like don't don't listen to the heel toe running. You should run like when you were a kid. You remember when you were a kid and you would run recklessly? Mm-hmm. And like now you try to run with all these mechanics and trying to look all sexy while you're running. You shouldn't look sexy while you're running. You should look like a fucking weirdo. You know? <laughs> But that's the way it is. You should yeah. run naturally because your body knows how to do it. Yeah. You have like 
years and years of DNA that know how to run because you've been running away from fucking tigers for hundreds of years. Definitely, but I've also read that like it's good to walk around barefoot, barefoot yeah. for like five minutes at least a day. I've tried, man, but I can only do it in the grass. <laughs> yeah. Once I hit rocks, I'm like, ah, I'm a little bitch. I'm going to go inside and watch some TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you Drink just kind of practice work walking on rough surfaces, right? Um, it's pretty interesting. One right, because I, I remember you told me about your cousins that they fucking run on rocks or something. Dude, straight gravel where I'd have to be like, ah, ah, ah. And it's just their feet are used to it. They've adapted. They've right. calloused up. But they, their feet probably look kind of nasty. To a degree, they don't look like uh, cute. So they don't look photographable. So this is what this is this is the interesting part. Um, they took photographs of uh, indigenous people that have not worn shoes their entire life, right? And their feet are so much more spread out and just a little bit bigger than our typical feet. They're so because tiny our feet, we're we're so like used to putting our feet in a cast, which is a shoe, right? You know, and so our foot right. adapts to that. No, so. You no longer, for example, you've you seen LeBron James. You've yeah. seen a picture of his foot. Yeah. So that's all like together yeah. on the ends. That's just because he's so used to doing exercise and doing things in shoes. Right. The minute he would, the minute he does that without shoes, his feet would probably spread out more. His toes would spread out more. Yeah. Because that's he needs that for grip and to feel the the surfaces he's touching with his feet. For balance, grip, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what these indigenous people have. Their their f- toes are really spread out. They're kind of big. That's why Tarzan. You know when they draw up Tarzan, he has like feet, like hand looking feet. Yeah. You know, it's because like you know, even it's though he's a fictitious thing. character, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, the concept is the same. Yeah, it makes it's sense. When, when you're feeling the surfaces you're running on, it, your feet change and adapt to it. Is it weird that I've I've considered the idea of just going to the fucking jungle and living there for a couple years? No. I don't think you're crazy. Cause I really I think it's necessary. Dude, at one point, like when I'm in my thirties, maybe in my forties, probably like late forties. Once I hit my late forties, I just want to live off the land. Like that's it. Like I just want to, like I want to throw away my phone. If you want to reach me, write me a fucking letter. You know, like no phone. I don't want to have a TV. Maybe I'll take a couple books, but just like meditate. A bunch of instruments, learn how to play them all, you know, and just like smoke pot, take DMT. <laughs> probably, dude. I'm gonna be fifty. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? The the idea of like pot being bad is just for young people that don't know how to use it correctly. You know? Like if you're like a fourteen year old kid and you're gonna get fucking stoned five days a week, yeah, I get why they say not to smoke it, but if you're like forty eight you just want to smoke a little pot, you know, just to just to relax a little. I th- well, that's the thing. Um, yeah, do it the way the Jamaicans do it, man. Just, just fucking here. Here's relax, the thing. Relax, make some beautiful music. <laughs> obviously, I have plenty of experience with marijuana. Yeah. And one thing that I've seen people talk about, they just associate it with, oh yeah, relax, blah blah blah. This is what it does physically to you. It dilates all your arteries, so they all open up, and you have blood flow going through all your body, and you're kind of hypersensitive to that sensation. Your eyes, obviously, you know, all the blood vessels in your eyes dilate. So that's why people are like, why are your eyes red and low? And another thing that happens, too, is your focus becomes, like, narrow. So whatever your thought is, you're thinking about that thought kind of intensely. Intensely, yeah. So it d- it's not like you're slow or something like that. It's just whatever you're thinking about. Right. Nothing else can distract you from the thought. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you kind of relax and focus. 
right? Yeah, and that's what, just that's why the Jamaicans, man, they're fucking great. Like they 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 focus on that beautiful ass music that they do. That's why they got that beat, man, that makes you feel high. Yeah. Have you ever played reggae and felt high? You know what I mean. You're Every time like that I've listened to reggae, I've mostly been. <laughs> right, right, right. But doesn't it like, if you're high, you want to listen to reggae. Like, yeah. Like don't don't. There's, there's moments, yeah. Like sure. you don't want to listen to uh, country music. Fuck country music. What the hell is country? Honestly, man, I don't think country country music is the most overrated, crappiest genre of music. And fuck you if you think that I'm lying. What the fuck is it about? Fucking your mom, having a crush on your next door neighbor, which lives like three acres away from you, riding a damn horse, eating shit all day. What the fuck, man? I strongly disagree with you. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Look, look, man. It's like, let me write you a let me write you a country song right now. I don't think all you've right? been heartbroken. Ah, fuck that, dude. If you've been heartbroken, you'll probably understand. It That's what bachata's for, okay? Like well. That's, that, what that's true. For. That's true. But like in an English sense, um, country music. Country is music is the bachata. Of it. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna say it's ah. the bachata because it's the 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 style of music is so different. You know, bachata is very party, very beach, very vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where country music is not. You know, actually, bachata is very frowned upon in Puerto Rico. Yeah. It's like, um, if you listen to bachata as a guy, you're like a little bit of a bitch. Just okay. like if you listen to country music as a man, not really. I don't wouldn't say so. It's just a, a certain demo, it's just a certain demographic. So I'll tell you this: I've been to Goldfields in downtown, right, on pretty much country night. Um, maybe it's the typical like white folk, you know what I mean, and re- like their cowboy hats and all that. And there's big trucks with like USA flags outside, right? Um. And I'm not gonna say these Obviously. people were racist or nothing because they weren't. Like, I was. A, I'm a brown person, and there's a lot of colored people around. And we're all just having a great time. Hey, come on down, boy. But it was all country music like that, and there's a lot of very attractive white women. And I'm not even gonna just say white big men. Big titted white women. Just, in boots. just, just women in Western wear. And I was just like, damn, y'all look good, and y'all are dancing to this pretty soulful music. But to me, it's a very American thing. It is, but I mean, if you want to be American, listen to rock. I understand that. I understand rock, because but like to me though, rock has um, rock a lot of black, black. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, ancestry. Like it comes from bl- black culture, from jazz, too, uh, sp- huh? specifically like uh, slave uh, people that were talking like spirituals or things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, s- uh, people that were slaves back in like way back when. Right. I forget exact. Uh, it's really cool. I talked to Henry about this. Um, and he's all about music. And we had a huge conversation on our way to Utah. It was like a 12 I hour that drive. Guy. I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, but we were talking about the roots of like jazz right. and how everything kind of evolved from, you know, s- people that were slaves and they right, used right. music as an avenue to, you know, release the pain and all that kind of stuff. And obviously in the African culture, percussion is huge. Right. Right. So that music slowly evolved into like the blues and then jazz and obviously rock and roll. So rock and roll, in all honesty, is black music. It's not necessarily white music. It's just, I, I don't know you. I don't know if you've heard it's these like things from like certain people. Elvis but took all the exactly. Right. Elvis made it what it is. Eminem made rap what it is. Yeah. I guess. So it's like you, know, you could it's argue like, that the white folk like it's not accepted until a white guy does it, and that's so fucked up, man. Because like 
rap was like such an underground thing until like fucking Eminem came out and they're like, oh, hey, maybe we can listen to this on the radio, you know? Yeah. Uh, like I'm pretty sure he was one of the first like, like, like radio, like big radio station guys, like the mainstream dudes. I mean, there there was definitely like a lot, but Eminem is one of those people that kind of was acceptable across all demographics. Right. So, for example, I have a the boss at my job, mm-hmm. the owner of the company. He loves Eminem, and when you see him, you'd be like, "You you listen to Eminem, bro? Like what? Right, You're right. like the typical business owner, you know, guy that." Is all about your professionalism, but you're over here rocking to Eminem, and that's that's why these they can cross cultures if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when you look at, I guess a typical a Jake Smith, you know right. that lives in El Dorado Hills, and you listen to him listening to Mozzie, you'll be like, the hell kind of fake fucker are you, you know? Yeah. But when you listen to someone like Eminem, it's like, oh well, he's kind of more acceptable for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense for you. And to that's listen to why Logic. these people exactly. That's why they listen to someone like Logic, the one eight hundred guy, because their demo, the demographic they're targeting, right, is right. a lot more broad than the gangster th- trap music that's only from the trenches. You know what I mean? Do you think that's why country got a lot more popular once Lil Nas X made the Old Town Road song? I would say he crossed. He crossed. He crossed boundaries. I wouldn't say he made country more popular. He didn't make it more popular. Country, but for a second, he made black people like country. I would say certain black people. I'm not gonna say everybody. I was feeling that song because until they made it into a fucking video. Because there's a. I don't know if you've heard. He's been through some scrutiny from like the trap, the trap oh, fellas. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, I don't respect that shit at all. And that's okay. I mean, everyone's entitled to to an opinion, I guess. I don't respect him either, but it's okay. But I would say he's the first person that kind of crossed, like, crossed a, a kind of like of a like, hi- like a hip hop type beat with like genre country. boundaries and stuff, which was pretty cool. He like he uh, he kind of changes the game for that. Yeah. You know, he's the first person to do it, and uh, it just became a, a little bit of a trend that died down for sure. And eventually. I th- I think in the Midwest specifically. You know, when you look at se- the center, the middle of America, uh, that type of music is is very vibey for that area. Just how, you know, Puerto Rican music, like reggaeton. I remember when we were in Puerto Rico, you know, on the beach, yeah. and I heard some dude in his vehicle just blasting reggaeton. I was just like, it matches this place. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It matches this place. Well, that's the thing. In, in Puerto Rico, reggae matches the vibe. Um, reggaeton matches the vibe. Um uh, salsa matches the vibe, you know, merengue, all that type of stuff mm-hmm. matches the vibe. It depends where you go, cause like if you go to a pier in Puerto Rico, it's most likely gonna be like merengue and all that stuff. Um, there's this like called this thing called concurso de trovadores, mm-hmm. which is like very um, acoustic okay. music. So it's like very fast paced acoustic music yeah. and like a lot of rhyming that takes place into that. It's like a rap battle, but very very like. Okay. Very, very Puerto Rican rap yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, there's no beat, like, there's no percussion to it. Just a bunch of guitars and these guys, like, going at it, like, roasting each other with melodies. Hmm. Which is super cool, you know? That's pretty interesting. I gotta look into it. Oh, that. dude, I gotta show you some videos. For sure. Um, but think about this, too. Like, have you ever been to a steakhouse, right? Like, a Texas Roadhouse, for example. Right. You and expect. Have you heard hip hop in there? No. <laughs> You, it, it's just it's the it's only the, place where I'll accept it. <laughs> it's the vibes, you know what I mean. It's like all about your horses and your ranch, and maybe I 
this is maybe it's because I don't own a pair of boots. You're a woman. And <laughs> maybe it's because I don't own a pair of boots and I've never driven a truck. I've I've done coupes and Jordans. You know, so that's not my style of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I can't relate. And I, I um I, I will say too that I in have been broken hearted though, but every time I get broken hearted I listen to bachata. Yeah. I I listen to my Spanish stuff. That makes me feel like a man. And, that, and that's your origins, honestly. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, us Hispanics, if you listen, or Mexicans more specifically, if we listen to a lot of the music they have, a lot of it is either, you know, narco corridos that are hella tight, <laughs> or the other side is, you know, Banda. being hella brokenhearted and this that woman Banda. played with my feelings, you know? Like, it's it's all about uh, it. Yeah, I feel it. Um, Honestly, for me, it's like, if I'm feeling like a G, <laughs> if I'm feeling good at the moment, it's like my reggaeton music, you know? All the upbeat stuff, very yeah. happy, very upbeat. And then my bachata is like when I get heartbroken or something. It takes me about like probably like 12 hours of bachata to feel like I can go out and get some more pussy. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, just kidding. You move on quick. No, I, no, 12 hours of bachata, that's like a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like all together. Yeah, because oh, like okay. each song is like four minutes long. I was going to say, if it 12 takes hours. just 12 hours to no, move No, 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 12 hours of like bachata, like, like playing it in the car rides, mm-hmm. you know, like 20 minutes car rides here and there. Like it takes me about a month or two. Then I'm like, oh, that's enough bachata. I think I'm oh, okay. I think I'm ready. Yeah. You know? I know what you mean. I didn't mean to sound like a fucking douche. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like. I probably sounded like a fucking asshole. I was just going to say. 12 hours. You move in in less than a day. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure uh, you never had a meaningful relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you get over it in 12 hours, you It was never, never meaningful. Yeah, never meaningful. Never. It meant nothing to you. Nothing to you. Just a pair of tits. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't say that it hasn't there, happened. There is this one country song that I think is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told it to a lot of people. It's, it's literally big titties and beer. And he's Big like, titties I and beer, that's all I like. No, he's literally, I thank God Almighty for titties and beer. <laughs> Big titties and beer. Big <laughs> titties and beer. <laughs> Come on down here. Suck on my cock. Well, it's not that Let's explicit. Let's listen to some rock. <laughs> but While yeah, we're on the road. And you got your boots on. I'll take your bra off. And lick your thong. Something like that. That's what that's what fucking country's about, man. It's fucking retarded. I'm I in th- my I don't tractor. Think you know, I don't think you know country at all. I don't know country at all. <laughs> you don't know country Dude, at this all. is... You have just heard for the past 20 minutes the most um, fucking... What's it called? Jump to conclusions. <laughs> yes. Um, you're, you're, li- you're, you're hearing the most... Uh, what's it called? Fucking clueless-ass opinion of of country yeah. i've probably heard straight up just old town road and i think that's the only country song i've ever listened yeah, to you, then you can't have an opinion fuck that man i can have an opinion i'm Not american really. that's what we're about we're about having opinions about things we don't understand why do you think this country's going to shit that's very true all right i agree with you on that one Fucking comment sections filled with people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Haven't researched anything a day in their life. Like, well, I think, you know. You know what's crazy to me? When someone says that they've done research 
And it's like all you did was look at a bunch of information on Instagram. Right. You don't have any information. You follow you a couple research. You follow a couple. You couple. Uh, you follow a couple of hashtag BLM pages. Well, I don't want to attach it to BLM. Or you like know. you follow a comp- like hashtag Pride. Or like you know, it's like well, I've done my research, and it's like, it's like look, man, read a read an article. You know, read exactly. some read some or actual Black history. Or look up the full video of something. Like I don't know, for example, that there was. This there's this video that got circulated a little bit of like a cop punching a lady. Yeah. And everyone was just like, oh, my God, how could he do this? He's a piece of shit. Da, 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 da. And what it's just because they showed a video all chopped up and edited. Right. So all you see is right. the chick being a certain way and then the cop punching her. And then obviously you're going to be like, that's bullshit. What the hell? Right. But if you looked at the entire video, this person spat on the cop. She swung on the cop. She did a bunch of like dirty shit. She tried to punch him in his you know, it's a private area. Yeah. And it's like, once uh, you get to the private area, man, it's, it's, it's like, like yeah. she, I'm not going to say violence, violence was warranted there, but it's like, it's justifiable in my opinion. You can't, I'm not going to let some female just wail on me. There's like this that. I'm going to have to walk away. There's I this video. Away. There's this video that I saw on this page that I was following. I, I unfollowed them after. Cause they showed a clip of Jason Momoa. You know, the guy that plays Aquaman. Mm hmm. So he was um he was taking pictures, right? And he had both of his kids and he was like kind of like rubbing on their chest. But like his daughter is like 11, you know. So she has like little tiny, you know, like she's developing a little bit. Yeah. And then his son is like probably like 8 years old, probably like 7. So he's just rubbing on their chest cuz he's their father, you know? Yeah. He's just like rubbing on his kids, just like, you know, like ah, come here. He's like rubbing on his hair, just messing it up. You know, just like rubbing on his daughter's shoulder. And he's like, you know, you know, just patting them on the chest. And then the page said, uh, Jason Momoa feeling up his daughter's boobs mm-hmm. in public and she doesn't appreciate it. And so the video just shows him like he's patting her on the on on, his, on her chest and then he moves it. She moves his hand and looks at him. Right. And that's it. It's like 15 second video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to look this video up. Yeah. Right. So I looked the video up and through the whole time he was just talking to someone. Right. So he had no idea what the fuck he was doing with his hands. You can't talk to someone as a man. Like personally, I can't do two things at once. Mm -hmm. I can't be filling up someone and talking to someone and at the same time taking pictures, you know. So like he's just talking to someone and he's just like, you know, hugging his kids. Right. And honestly, when I was little, my dad would hug me. And since he's so tall, his hand would end up on my chest because he like when someone's like three foot three feet tall and you're like a six foot guy that's where you, that's where you end up right yeah. and they're your kids you love them so you're just patting them you're making sure they're safe they're in a huge ass crowd so he's trying not to lose them right and so for like 10 minutes he's just talking to them and then like he starts patting both of his kids on the chest his son and his daughter like unconsciously right and then his daughter takes his hand away and like tells him something and then he comes down and whispers something in her ear and it's like and then she nods it's like she was probably just asking him a question, like, when the fuck are we going to leave or something yeah. like that, you know? And, and after that, he, like, does this, like, whole, like, rehearsed, like, scene that they had made with his kids. And, like, his daughter was, like, all into it, like, super excited. And his, his son was all into it, too. And it was, like, a really cool family moment, right? And they seemed all happy. And I was like, his daughter was probably just excited about what they were about to do, you know, just asking him about it. Like... And dude, he 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 started crying in the middle of like 
his like speech that he had to give that day. And I was like, there's no way that there was malicious intent and just, you know, just hugging your kids, you know? And like these people, like they say, Oh, Jason Momoa is canceled, you know, Yeah. off of a video that I saw, you know, I did some research and Jason Momoa is a fucking pedophile, you know? And it's like, I don't think you did enough research to say that. Yeah, and that's the thing. People, to cancel someone. People jump to conclusions so quickly. Right. And I feel like when you're in the spotlight, you have to defend yourself constantly. And for me, i just rather tell everybody, you can kiss my ass. That's why you I'm don't want to be famous, exactly. right? Exactly. I don't want to be famous. Dude, it's because any slip-up, and it's like you have to be self-conscious. Not even a slip-up. It's just a family moment that got taken the wrong way. Yeah. And now you're having to explain yourself for something that you're like, why? Dude, I've seen so many parents, you know, just gr- like grab their kids, you know, like they're their kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I know like within my family, like I'm always like when I was little, like my aunts would like kiss me on the cheek all the time and like hug me or like, you know, like that's just the thing that we do because we're like we're Islander people. So we're very, very close to each other. And he's an Islander, too. He's Samoan or something. I think he's Samoan. I'm, I don't want to get that wrong. but So he's an Islander. So mm. he's probably very close to his family and very close to his people. So touch and affection is something that's very, very normal. You know? So for his family, the fact that he was just hugging them and, like, patting them, I don't think that that's in the way that they saw it. You know what I mean? Like, they got it completely wrong. I'm pretty sure because like, dude, I'm telling you, like my aunts would grab me and just fucking mess up my hair, fucking like, you know, just grab me, fucking pull on my ears, pull on my cheeks, you know, call you names, call me names and shit like that. At first I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, this is just a family thing, you know, and I never felt uncomfortable in that situation. It's just how it is. I definitely hear you out on that one. But uh, yeah, man, context is everything. There's another one, for example, like, um. There was this group of immigrants. Right, right. Go ahead. There was this group of immigrants that uh, where I believe we were coming from El Salvador. And most of it, it was like 3,000 strong. And they all put made a, they all posted up over in Tijuana, Mexico. Right. And uh, most of them were uh, gang members. And so, you know, they were just kind of seeking refuge. And they eventually wanted to seek asylum here in America. Mm-hmm. Um and some of them obviously had violent tendencies. So at the border, they were like throwing shit at uh, border agents and all this kind of stuff. But there was a picture that they took. And it's obviously the border agents had to respond with, you know, non-lethal attacks, but they had to respond. Right. Right. And so the photographer captured a picture of like these people running away. And they're all, there's some kids involved in all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So the perspective is. ICE is, or excuse me, ICE, uh, Border Patrol agents are simply attacking innocents right. that are running away. And that's why it's it's so important to have context. Right, yeah. Because these people were literally causing violence were in the little pocket that they settled in. They were just causing havoc altogether. And do you honestly want a bunch of thug gang members? Like, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to, should, I think it's wise to at least consider what the, what their intentions are coming to this country, you know? Yeah. But that whole picture in context made everyone outraged at, you know, Border Patrol. But if you 
if you understood the whole story, you'd realize that these people were the ones that were actually instigating everything and actually hurt a lot of Border Patrol agents. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not trying to advocate for anything or any size or anything like that, but I just think it's important to see perspective with everything that happens. And specifically with media, it's so easy to edit something into whatever you want and it can change the story completely. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, like you said, with the little snippet of, you know, um, I forget his name, but the Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Yeah, it's just like he's probably doing a fatherly thing that no one's uncomfortable with in his family. Yeah. But the rest of the world saw something in a snippet, in an edited snippet. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like it. They t- they try to take people down, man. And especially when you're in, a, in that status where you're very popular and you're and you're winning, you know. They like to see great people fall that's so strange the, the isn't it the best the there's nothing the only thing better than a superhero story is watching a superhero lose you know what i mean yeah so the only thing better than the 70 the, the 73 and 9 uh uh warriors team is the the losing to the cavaliers in the finals yeah. that's what we loved about it you know yeah, we were all like, whoa, that's a world record, you know, 73 and 9. But, man, did we enjoy the fact that they lost in the finals. Yeah. The fact that they blew that 3-1 lead. Like, we loved that because that was the death of the superhero, the juggernaut, yeah. you know? That's what people like. We like to see the great ones fall. Definitely. So we'll take these little context, like these little out-of-context situations and try to make situations look like the like what they might not be. Granted, some of them might be what it actually is, you know, uh, and there are some things that you look at it and you're just like, yeah, no matter what type of context this is in, this is kind of uh, this is kind of fucked up, you know, like someone burning a dog. I don't give a shit what kind of context there is behind it. There's nothing that dog could have done that gives you the right to burn him, you know, right. Those people need to pay for that shit. Yeah. But some guy slapping a girl uh it is fucked up but what happened before you know um someone getting like tasered someone getting like beat up you know what happened before you know and it's like like how i said with jason momoa like him patting his kids on the chest what was going on what was the situation was he even you know yeah thinking about it or like even things that are like actually bad and they make them seem like they're not, you know, for sure. It's at the very least, um, especially in, in the age of today, it's important to look at a story completely. Yeah. And then ha- formulate your opinion in this day and age. We like to f- make an opinion before we even, you know, we we have a stance before we even understand the story. Well, and that to me is super dangerous. But at the same time, who has time to try to look and research and understand an entire story? Right. All right. of us just want to see something quick. Oh, yep, I can make my mind bad. I, I, or, I've oh, made my mind good. up. Yeah, it's because we we're so used to taking um we're so used to taking stuff in the media so quickly, like we're just so used to devouring information very very fast, like we just scroll scroll scroll, you know, like like don't like comment. You know, it's just very quick. So it's like you almost feel the need to have an immediate response to everything. Yeah. You know, 
and most of the time you just kind of look like okay so where's where's most of the people you know where are most of the people um leaning towards and whatever side that is you're like um where are most of my friends you know where where are most of the people that i care about their opinions leaning towards and whatever that side is you're just like oh yeah that makes sense you know yeah no type of like background to it um there's actually this book um that i want to read and it's um what what your teachers what what your history teachers didn't talk to you about and it's like this book of like quote-unquote true history and it seems super interesting i I, i'm wondering if we can read it i know that uh, i talked to thomas about um there was a book that we were both supposed to read and we didn't read it and it was talking about like a lot of american history that kind of gets left out of the books Mm -hmm. it's important man oh it's very important and the it's because the history books like the, the school history books they're all written by the same like authors you know it's a curriculum like that's it's approved like by politics politics honestly, yeah so. so it's it's like it's it's steered a certain direction you know they they want you to there's a certain part of history that they want you to know about you know they want you to celebrate the 9-11 like that's the only tragedy that has ever happened in america yeah you know like like if we americans haven't trashed our own country you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Or, or for example, like like we haven't massacred people before. One thing, you know? one thing that is pretty crazy to me is the fact that in school I learned that Martin Luther King was assassinated by some fucking crazy guy. Yeah. But in '95, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, his family sued the U.S. for mur- assassinating his, their father. Yeah. And the American government was found guilty. Like they had to pay off. And to and me, not, it's not like not only that. Why hasn't it changed in the history books? You know what I mean? Yeah, not only that. John F. Kennedy was murdered by, and this might be a conspiracy theory, but this is something I really believe. He was murdered by the FBI and the the Federal Reserve. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know about FBI. I do know CIA was heavily involved. Oh, bye bye. Fuck. Yeah, CIA. He was murdered by the CIA and the the Federal Reserve. And then, because he was um, trying to, um, trying to end the, the CIA and he was trying to shut down the CIA and he was trying to also shut down the federal reserve oh, one and then um, he was also advocating about government secrets and all that stuff and like all these fucked up things that were going on in yeah. the background so he got murdered and then his brother took over and start and kept the kept the movement going and he also got murdered yeah you know what I mean yeah. and then guess who came up after him some guy that was completely for the CIA and didn't have anything wrong to say about the Federal yeah. Reserve. Like, magically, all the people that were against the Federal Reserve and the CIA are now found dead within the span of, like, a month or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's like we're taught all these things in history. We're like, oh, yeah, it was a tragic moment when JFK died. Um, it was a tragic moment for people that were oblivious to the fact that you fucking killed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Federal Reserve and the CIA murdered that guy. There's no way that that wasn't some military shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there there was no type of like anti-JFK guy that just woke up that day and said, "Hey, I'm going to stand in this tower and snipe the president down." You know? Mhm. 
there's a bunch of shit that came in with that. Oh, absolutely. And that's why that's why context is so important because you you start making assumptions about people and about and about like uh you know different religions assumptions about different groups and ethnicities and like and even just like corporations and all that stuff and celebrities you don't know the true story yet yeah you know but anyway that's the that i want to end the fucking podcast because we're two hours in man that's good and uh but it was a good one for sure it was a good one i feel like we, we got talked a lot about of a lot of shit talked about a lot of shit i need to re re-listen to this and try to st- find a fucking title (laughs) Uh, anyway um just all over the goddamn place all over the goddamn place like my life adhd at its fucking finest that's right um anyway guys thank you for listening hope you had a fucking great week um hope you got to smile today hope i made you smile and my friend dave over here i hope he made you uh think about some shit that's right next time Think about how you feel and take your time. Right. Don't react immediately because that's what little kids do. That, that's true. That's true. Um, life is about actions and reactions, right? So when you act a certain way and somebody reacts, there's a reason why they reacted that way and maybe your actions were wrong. Now, in the same way, if someone acts a certain way towards you, you're responsible for the way that you react. You know, so don't be such a fucking bitch and get offended all the time. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm, I'm just yeah. And if that offended you, that offended you, you choose the way you react. You know, if you react with uh, with throwing a tantrum, that just shows your level of maturity and level uh, your there's your ability bigger, to there's, take. It. There's bigger and better things to be upset about than right what someone said about you. Exactly, because I mean, at the end, it's just words. Yeah, they, they can't hurt you. Sticks to the stones. May break your bones. You know, one thing that I've always uh, kind of stood by, uh-huh. the truth right. always stings and hurts and cuts deep more than a lie. A lie, you'll be like, that's not true about me. But when it is true about you, right. that shit fucking hurts and it stings. But also something that I that I have noticed is that when when someone says something about you to your face and it hurts, that means that there's some things that you need to start changing and really looking at in your life. Oh, absolutely. So, went on another tangent just now. But, yeah, um, if something that... Ah, fuck, I don't even fucking know. Just just don't it's take shit right personally. Yeah. And um, there's a lot to learn from many different types of people. And don't be so close-minded. Um, don't take shit from anyone either. That's right. If it's not true, just call them out. That's not true. But if it is, just uh, work on it. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the title of this podcast. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> I feel like I've said it way too much. By the way, I'm a little bitch. So, uh, don't feel bad. You're not the only one. Don't feel bad. You're not the only one. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, buddy. Anyway, uh, enjoy the fucking music for today. Peace. Uh, peace. Hola, amiga, ¿cómo estás? Te veo que no estás muy bien. Lo noto en tu cara. Yo lo he pasado.
pasado también Si te sirve de consuelo te puedo ayudar Si me pides un consejo te lo puedo dar El amor también se muere Pero eso no define quién eres El destino nunca te dejará sola Vamos pa' la disco pa' olvidar como se debe Luna y dijo que estar soltera está de moda El amor es pasajero y el dolor es algo breve Porque es sentimental, si todo pasa y se va Si no fallaste normal, eso tenía que pasar Cuenta te tenías que dar, así se abren los ojos En el mundo real, en el mundo real Hay otra, ya no es la misma, es otra El idiota se fue con otra Todo viene, todo pasa, todo va hermosa Loca pero juiciosa, dicho soy que tenga esa diosa Dice que no va a dar lo que no le da El destino nunca te dejará sola Vamos pa' la disco pa' olvidar como se debe Luna y dijo que estar soltera está de moda El amor es pasajero y el dolor es algo breve Oh, oh, pa' la disco que hoy se bebe Oh, oh, pa' matar el dolor Eres dulce pa' la envidia y todo lo que eres lo quieren imitar Te diste cuenta que uno ama y no ama por amar Satisfacción es que verás el karma actuar Después de esto todo tu estima tiene que estar en el espacio No viva rápido si uno se estrella mejor ve despacio Piensa bien y no escuches al corazón Y comienza a ver las cosas como son 